Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash jreepodcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Oh, welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Uh, I am Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Greetings from lockdown. And Simon. Yes, hello. Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us listen to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to uh, talk in depth about each guest, bring up some of the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Uh, Just to let the cat out of the bag, as I'm sure you've noticed, I am the only one in studio or in my own basement. Uh, We're taking the quarantine pretty seriously now. So Kamar is at an undisclosed location and Simon is also at an undisclosed location. But we're here for you. Kamar, how was your week? I had a great week, Matt. Thanks for asking. Actually, it's not uh, me personally, but um, my mother got back from the home, and now she's safe healing at home. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you for all the people who have given wishes. Uh, She's healing up, and um, it's good to have her out of a public building like that. There you go. Some positivity in the world. So that's that's good. (laughs) Things are looking up. Simon? Uh, you know, uh, another week in lockdown, um, still doing yoga. Well, that's good. Yeah. Are yeah. You- I'm doing one of those, uh, 30 day challenges. So I'm on day like, I don't know. I'm on day like 15 of yoga, but eight of this challenge. And are you still enjoying the yoga? Yesterday was the first day that was like, hard not hard on the body but hard to like get motivated you know gotcha so it 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 comes and goes yeah you know to persevere you know what i find interesting is like i got that kettlebell and i was i was doing good working out and then this thing hit and i was just like well what do i need a nice body for i'm gonna be stuck at home for eight months which is a weird thing because i didn't do it for that i did it to be healthier and feel better but for some reason, as soon as I was like, I'm not going to be able to show any of this off, I was like, ah, fuck it. So I haven't done anything all week. I've just given up. The issue is society could crumble. Money could lose all worth and you'll need to fight for your life. Yeah, but I also figure if it comes to that, I'm so far behind the trend that like hitting the kettlebell a few times a day isn't going to fucking isn't really going to get me over the hump. Too little, too late. Yeah, I need guns and uh, people of your stature. Actually, you know what? We need someone like Bone Crusher. We need to be in good touch with him again. Large that's, that's, that's a fucking great idea, man. 
Larger humans have increased in value. Yeah, but he has kids, so his his priorities, you know, wouldn't be on us. Naturally. <laughs> anyway. That's the one detriment I got in this whole apocalypse is my family. Yeah, you're carrying a lot of baggage, Simon. A lot of baggage, man. Lots of baggage. Like you're gonna have to give two rooms up at the uh, on the island for us. Well, it's okay because there actually are a shitload of rooms, <laughs> so I'd say that's one area where we're actually okay. But now that I'm banned from my own cottage in my own country, I'm uh, I'm having to make alternate plans. Yeah, so we know a lot of listeners aren't uh, from our neck of the woods. Um, we live in Ottawa, which is right, right on the border of Ontario and Quebec. And Quebec has more than half the cases of COVID in Canada. And their ICUs are overrun. So this week, Quebec did their best to shut down all of their borders. So interestingly enough, like we literally, you can drive five minutes from my house and be in Quebec. And all the roads into in and out of Quebec had police on them. Not all of them, but a lot of the major ones were... Uh, I mean, we're on lockdown over here. It's, it's Kamar, pretty crazy. Kamar made a really good point the other day. He said people who wear burkas are now, you know, they've already been covered their face this whole time. But Quebec was the one province that didn't allow the burkas. burkas yeah. And they have the most people with, uh, which is a total coincidence. Obviously. But, but a great point to know, make. Yes. A good way to That's shit Allah coming back to bite you. I mean, listen. There's no nice way to say this. The Quebec government is, uh, at the very least, mildly racist. <laughs> They're dummy dum-dums, man, to, to be nice about it. Yeah, Quebec has some wild fucking laws. Uh, anyway, I don't want to shit on Quebec too much. It's not It's not the time or the place for that. Uh, do, you guys wanna, province. do you guys want to... If not now, when, Matt? When? When things get better, then you can <laughs> dump on Quebec I again. Know. All right, all right. Do you want to run down the list for me, Kamar? Yeah, it was a chalk block week. No MMAs this week. It looks like Joe's just getting in people he can get. He had 1450, his favorite man child, Brian Redman. And we had 1451, Dr. Doom, Dr. Hoetz. Hotez. 52. I know. Do your Hotez. job. 1452, Grapefruit Simmons, one of Joe's oldest, dearest friends. And finally, the revolutionary mathematician wants to be a physicist 1453 eric weinstein all right simon what's with that face N nothing kamar i think that every time you turn your head you lose the mic no because it's just an internet no? thing don't worry don't mention it people realize that we're trying you know this isn't going to be perfect we're doing this on a fucking shoestring budget so it is what it is i think it has to do with all the head moving Hopefully, we'll get back to normal soon. There you go. That's perfect. Listen, I got to be honest. If neither of you are sick next week, I don't see why we can't just do it back here. God bless you. I want to have this conversation after, but yeah. I'm just letting the, the listeners know, too. As long as we keep our distance, I, I don't see why we can't play this real close to the chest. Anyway, uh, do you guys want to rate the week? Let's get into this. No, no one wants to. Yeah, the let's do it. Okay, well, you, were, you it. were shaking your head no, and Kamar was looking well, off. I'm still thinking about doing this in person. No, Simon doesn't like it. Okay. No. Um, Simon, we'll start with you. I give this week a fuck. I give this week a four point two. Holy fuck! 
Yeah, and wow. a lot of it comes on the weight of the last podcast of the week, which I was super impressed with. Wow, where are we yeah. going with this? Hold on, you gave the week. That's your highest week rating ever. No, it's so. the highest. It it's the be. highest week rating of the year. No, sure. no, 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 no. This has to be your highest week rating ever. No, 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 no. Simon, I've had you've... four point five. No, weeks. no, I've you had, have not. Yeah. No, yes, no, no. for sure. Are you broken a ceiling? Hey, here, listen, I, I don't. If that's the case, I don't mean to rate this week as the highest week ever. Well, listen, um, we have a we have enough listeners now that I think. With all this boredom, someone's going to call you on that this week, or they're going to call me on it, one or the other. Well, we'll find out. Either way, if that's the case, then I have to lower it to a four. But if I'm right and I've given out 4.5s, then this was a 4.2. Okay, fair enough. I'm still blown away, but Kamar, what about you? I give it a 3.5. I give it a three. I said it. It's okay. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll get into we'll get into the whys right away. Uh, do we want to start? Sure. Fourteen fifty. Oh, fuck. Sorry, I'm all screwed up in my book here. What was the first one, Kamar? Red Ryan Band. Ryan Redband. Fourteen fifty. Which Thank we ca- which there we called go. by the way. <coughs> you called. Yeah. <coughs> well, Joe's still uneasy. He's got to have all his comfort food in there. We also we also called a Skype interview. We called that as well. But I think we had more in-house uh, guests than I thought we were going to have. Um. Well, I mean, Weinstein's a big fanboy, so he's coming in mask and gloves heavy. Any chance for sure? Red and ba- how bad? Sorry. No, go ahead, Simon. How bad are things in LA right now? Uh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Th- well, we'll get to the second one. They haven't really ramped up yet. But I know that Joe said it wasn't like uh, New York. So maybe when things start getting bad, you'll start seeing this whole uh, Skype thing go into full drive with Joe. Well, let's hope. First of all, let's hope it doesn't get uh, like New more York. Precautions, you mean? Well, it's not going to get like New York. People are more spread out. But still, you know, it could get worse than it is. And it probably will. Well, to say they're more spread out in L.A. is a bit of a misconception. Only because of the the sheer volume of people in the L.A. County area. I I'm get only it. repeating what Joe said. I get it. They're not on top of each other. But I think Joe is also pushing a weird narrative. Like, they went and did the math. There's only a million people in Manhattan. Three million when it's at peak traffic, right? So they say a million people live in Manhattan. I would have to guess that L.A. is just as dense. It's the subway is the game changer. It's a million in Manhattan, but then it's I know the outer you know, boroughs. Seven yeah. million I get with it, all the boroughs. But it's They're like, all on top of each other. Yeah, but Simon, it's like thirty million in the greater LA area. And I I'm with Kamar though. Yeah, it's definitely the subway. Like I mentioned my experiences in the subway there and how closely no one takes public transportation in LA. Everyone drives. Everyone drives. That's a good self-isolating device. It is, yeah. Like the four oh five is a, a much better way to quarantine this thing than the fucking new york subway system that's for sure so i'm sure that probably has a big deal yeah but yeah i mean uh i think this is going to be the state of affairs at joe rogan for the next foreseeable future i thought it was funny that uh brian started the um podcast by asking joe how are you doing how are you holding up yeah (laughs) brian obviously you haven't worked with him for a while he's rich 
And I mean, all he could do is talk about other people's hardships because, I mean, he's as good as he can be. What really has changed his life besides the uh, stand-up? Well, that's it. He's just at home. He can't travel. He can't do stand-up. He's just working out extra. But he has, yeah, he has, you know, his his own fucking compound as well as, a, I assume, a huge, beautiful home. So I don't think much has changed for Joe other than a lot of precaution, worry. I'm sure he's also donating a lot. I'm sure he's doing a lot of good things, but you're right. I don't think much has changed for him. His bottom line is hurt for sure. Well, everybody's bottom line is hurt. Oh, not everybody. That's not true, but yeah, but I think, you know what? Most people, we often do this where we're like, well, they're rich and this and that. Like, I understand that if you're poor, it's much harder for you, but your bottom line is hit way harder if you're rich. Now, it doesn't matter because you have tons of money in the bank, so you can eat that fucking shit for a while, but, you know. Yeah, but Joe doesn't have a whole crew of people he's paying. It's He has a very successful company that makes the money of, like, a big business without having to pay yeah. anybody but him and Jamie, you know? Like, well, it's amazing. No, he, no, and he has a few other people, the booker, Matt, and the oh, security guards okay, and stuff. But fine. No, no, I'm with ten, you. Ten it's, people? Five people? I was like, going to say, it's a skeleton crew of, like, max seven people that he pays, probably. I get that. I'm with you, Simon, but, you know. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to. I'm sure the podcast is still floating the boat. Oh, of course. I'm just saying where, you know, look at if he had a podcast that was running the way it was, making thirty million dollars a year. Now he's only (laughs) making ten for the next. I mean, advertisers haven't stopped. All that shit is still in place for podcasts. So I don't even see why he wouldn't be making more money on his podcast because he's getting more ears on now. You know. So this is where everybody's stuck at home. Yeah, but this is where you're. This is where where you're. You're right for now, but I believe in the long run you're wrong. Like you know, we. I'll lift the curtain for a second here. We have a company that we give a percentage to that buys us ads, and I'm sure you both know as well as I do that that shit. We haven't gotten an email from them in a long time. Yeah, but it's different for Joe. I know, you but know hear, that. but hear me out. But I also those guys sent out a blast email to everyone saying, "Hey, listen." Just so you guys know, we've only had a small portion of advertisers cancel. And I believe that was like two, three weeks ago. I have a feeling now a shitload more have canceled. Um, I get I don't it. think so. Uh, you, you know what? L- look, you may be right for the smaller podcasts such as us, you know what I mean, who are dealing with advertisers who are maybe more um, uh, skittish about advertising on podcasts, period. But... All the podcasts I've listened to, like nothing business has as usual. Status I under, quo. I understand, but we're one month into this. You get again. To- they're not working with. Uh, they're they're established podcasts that have been around for a while. Most of them, and I just think that that. I think you're right about the small guys. Yeah, but Simon, you're missing my point. Is that okay? Sure, the Cash App has unlimited money, and they will probably continue to make money through this, so they'll probably be able to advertise, but. You have to realize there's a ton of companies, large and small, that are taking a huge hit and that aren't selling anything. So they're going to have to pull back on advertising. Most of the people, if you look at it, who are selling through podcasts are selling online. And I just think that that market is flourishing right now. They have to advertise somehow. Like, you know what I mean? If you want to buy a subscription to fucking Audible or what, all those things are the things that advertise on podcasts. And that's not going anywhere. You know what? We might even see like 
a spike in people wanting to advertise on even the little guys because that's all there is left to get I their voices so. out there. You I know? Well, hold on. I direction is going to go. I agree with you in the sense that like, yeah, if you're if you're like a black rifle coffee and you sell coffee predominantly online, then yes, at a time like this, a company like that might flourish. But I don't know, man. What you're forgetting is like, let's say we all get a stimulus package. Let's say everyone gets two grand a month. People aren't going to be out there spending that willy nilly. People are like the idea that people are getting free money and they're just going to go spend that money is a big fallacy. When there's no real money coming in and you only have government money and you don't know how long that's going to last, I don't think people are going to be spending that money. There's still a lot of the population that's working and making money. Well, sure, but here's listen, we'll find out, you know. Well, Simon, like I was talking to Pat last night, uh, drastic, and you know, he makes a decent living making music. Now, he's a DJ, so he can't go out and DJ, but he still produces music, so he's not that worried yet. But he was like, my rent in Toronto is nineteen fifty a month. So he's like, even if the government gives me two grand a month, I have $50 left over from that. Now, again, he chose to live in Toronto in a wildly high rent, but that doesn't change the fact that he's locked in a lease and someone like him, you know, that stimulus will be buying stuff on the internet. Precisely. So I... I I'm saying I'm with you in principle. I agree that for now, most ads shouldn't dry up. But listen, this thing stretches to six months and it's going to get pretty ugly out there, I think. But we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I hope I'm wrong about all this shit. I've said that from the beginning. That's perfect. So Brian started off by saying uh, he thought we should get rid of all bats. And I was telling Simon uh, last week that bats are <laughs> one quarter of all species of animals. Wow. Do you know how many species of uh, mammals there are on the planet? Hold on. Are they mammals or animals? Bats are mammals. Sorry, bats I said animals. Are, I misspoke. Bats are mammals. So, no, but that's what I, because I was like, they're a quarter of all animals. No, they're a quarter of all mammals. All mammals. I misspoke. No, no, I apologize. Okay. And how many mammals are there on Earth, or how many animals are there on Earth? No mammals. It's a difference, Simon. If he was saying they're a quarter of all yeah. animals, oh, that's a oh, huge. Oh, I, under, I, under, I understand. I'm trying to answer his question, so I need to know the parameters. You know, uh, I misspoke. Um, I apologize. No, no, that's okay. It's a good. Uh, that's very interesting, though. So that's not even plausible. <laughs> I don't even know what bats. ballpark to. Is it thousands or hundreds, Kamar? Uh, how many species of mammals are there? Yeah. It's in the thousands. It's in the thousands. And the tens of thousands or the Whoa, single come on thousands? now. Just sit <laughs> on a number. 15,000. 15,000 species of mammals. It's too many. 4,000. It's too many. It's 5,414. Holy shit. So that's and how many th- species. And a third of those are bats. A quarter. A, a quarter, thousand. A quarter. There's a thousand species of bats. So, um, and the bats regulate so many bugs for us. Well, I was just about to say, I was going to say. Taking them out is not viable at all. They have to have an integral role. Well, before. They Kam- absolutely do. Sorry, man. Before Kamar mentioned that they were a quarter of all mammals, I said to myself, I'm pretty sure they're integral to the ecosystem, but I could be wrong. Well, even the mosquito, which they talk about getting rid of, uh, it has some role. Yeah. But we just probably shouldn't eat bats. Well, the mosquitoes have a role in passing on viruses. I don't know what other role they have for us. Don't forget. Food for bats. Don't forget. Or they feed bats, yeah. (laughs) Also, don't forget, um, bat shit is like a huge industry. Guano. Guano. Yeah. Yeah. Great fertilizer. So I did some more deep diving. 
What do you think the most populous mammals on Earth are? Sorry, can you into straight ahead? Repeat no, that? it had nothing to do with that, Simon. It's internet. Yeah. Just he said, "What mammal do you think is the most populous?" Populous, yeah. Which so the m- most on the planet? Top three. Which mammal? Well, it has to be bats, isn't it? No, they they have the most species, but of one one species. So there may be only be uh, a million of each species of bat, right? Well, I guess but humans thousand hum- different species. I guess humans would have to be up there in the top three, no? With seven billion rats, mm-hmm. rodents. Are they number mammals? one? Is sheep? Sheep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because we breed them. Yeah, that makes There's sense. So many sheep out there. And, and cattle. Things. I imagine cattle would what, be up what there. What was the too. second one, Kamar? Pigs. Pigs. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense too. And then what's the Because they can live really close together. The domestic dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes total sense. So why not cows? Where do cows fit into this whole thing? I don't think there's a lot of them. They're just big. Well, but we breed them like crazy, no? Yeah, but we also kill them to eat them. Sheep. Sheep live a long, full life for the wool. Because we use their wool. But we also cows and milk, you know? That cows and yeah, milk. yeah, I get it. I think pigs too. We let. I don't know. I think cow. But I, don't I believe know. there's wild like. sheep and wild pigs. That's true. Feral. There are also yeah. wild cows. They talk about it in this episode or in one of them. Well, there aren't that many wild cows. Obviously, how how many wild cows do you think you've seen in your life? Forty plus. Well, I don't. Years. Th- I don't think I've seen any. I think it depends on where you live. Okay, fair enough. That, my my point was just like I'm with Kamar. I've definitely. I think you're more likely to see, like, you hear about Joe talking about the wild pigs in Texas all the time. Yeah, right. No, there are definitely a lot more wild pigs than wild cows. I agree with that 100%. I'd be skeptical of internet research because I was just thinking, like, rat sounds like they'd be the most. Well, wait a second. Are rats a mammal, though? Yeah, where do do rodents fit in there? I don't think they're... So there it is. We got to the bottom of it. (laughs) They're not a mammal. Yeah. Uh, any, what do you, what else you got for Brian there? They spoke forever. Brian didn't look I too got, great either. We haven't Anyone? even started yet. Brian didn't look great. I didn't watch it. So they said that 60% of all restaurants fail in the first year. 80% of all restaurants fail within five years. And then I read a separate stat that said that 80% of restaurants will not reopen after this thing. Yeah. And that the industry will never go back to the way it was. Oh, 100%. My aunt, Timing is everything. My aunt has owned a successful restaurant in Toronto for the last two successful restaurants in Toronto for the last 30 years. And I worked at one and she told me, she's like, you have no idea how razor thin the margins are at a restaurant. She's like, we're lucky if we make 2% of sales in a year. In our and, yet, known stealing. and yet people make... Lots of money running restaurants, so I don't know what the... You, you know what I'm saying? You know what I think it is, though, Simon? I think it's that... Um, no, I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, you're right. I think it's that someone opens up one successful restaurant, they almost... Like, have, I'm not saying your aunt isn't uh, good at what she does. No, no, you know what, what I'm I mean? saying to you... Well, she obviously is because she's lived yeah. off it for 30 years. And she's right. What I'm saying to you, though, Simon, is I think what a lot of people have to do in the restaurant industry is they can't just open one successful restaurant. They have to dip their toe in something else. They have to a catering company. It it's very tough to just open, I think, one restaurant and make a living. But I could be wrong. I mean, like you said, people do it. 
And if a you lot. open a restaurant three weeks ago or a month ago or oh, two months fucked. ago, yeah. It's actually crazy There's, you mentioned that. I know a guy that's opening a restaurant in Ottawa, and he was like hoping he was hoping to have it open like April first. But this was like three months ago, like hoping for an April first open. And now I'm thinking about him. I'm like, dude, that is so terrible. And how many other things are, were just launching and are just a million? Like, just this is a stupid example, but that. Uh, party putt that opened up on Preston. I don't know if you guys saw that. It's an indoor mini putt. No. Amazing. On Preston with food and beer. Exactly what I said, Matt. I was like, dude, we're definitely going to go to this place in five months. You know what I mean? So that's if they're still even, if they reopen in five months. But I assume they will because they built a whole fucking mini putt. Anyways, free plug for those guys. It's <laughs> a, a franchise from Toronto, but it looks pretty fucking cool. That reminds me, actually, um, my brother-in-law, who owns the distillery. Know him. Love him. Yeah. Um, so they started this week, since obviously they're having a, a slow time with the booze, they started making hand sanitizer. No fucking way. Good for him, man. Not, not One of the good guys. Not only did they start making hand sanitizer, they're doing their best to like get it to places in need and to sell like because they know there's a shortage. So, shout out to Jody. Um, and I believe it's what is it? I want to. And the name of his distillery, Matt. Yeah, I want to get the name right because I always fucking. So just while you're doing that, but I told you, like, remember I told you I went to uh, Canadian Tire. This is weeks ago, and I bought. They had hand sanitizer, and it's already being made in Canada. Yeah. So, like, not saying that what he's doing isn't great. I'm just, I don't think hand sanitizer is our problem. I think it's like masks and ventilators. I agree, and, but he, I mean? he's yeah. not set up to make masks or ventilators. Absolutely, so absolutely. Which is why I said good for him. All I was so. saying was, if there's a shortage, it's very nice that they're at least doing something. It's north of Seven Distillery. They're located in Ottawa. They're local. Uh, they're grassroots. They're great dudes. So go check them out, support them. It's North of Seven Distillery. If you're in Ottawa and you need some hand sanitizer, they're on San Laurent Boulevard, right beside Coyote Rock Gym. Um, go hit so them can up. you, you can't, you can't actually go there, I guess, right now. But if you could, you could go there, buy hand sanitizer and whiskey. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, and That would be very convenient for people who are lined up at the fucking uh, liquor store. Yeah, it would. Um, which is crazy. Speaking of, they're they're shutting down. So maybe down. we should check that. Sorry, it's going to get crazy next week because they're shutting down. Are the weed stores now officially closed? Yeah, weed stores are done, but liquor stores are still open, and hardware stores. Lots of things are still open, but I think they're making a huge mistake shutting down those weed stores. Well, I drove by Supret yesterday. Another free fucking plug for a company I'll never use. Don't plug them. No, but anyway, I drove by them yesterday because I had to go out and get something, and the lineup huge was line. three blocks. Now, keep in mind. Normally, it would have been a block, just given the social distancing. But because of the social distancing, it was three blocks away. Was the and lineup. like I told you, because there are places that have just opened up that nobody even knows are open because it was right at the beginning of this COVID. Yeah. And they're like empty. So I just wish that somebody like I was tempted to drive by all the people in line and scream like I don't want to. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's business, but at the same time, it feels like I'd be doing my part for the fucking world, you know? And we were talking yesterday, closing the weed stores is just going to allow the black market to flourish. Oh my God. 
I know people right now that are just like, please, please Dude, close the weed stores. Ma- please. They're making a huge mistake, though, on like a zillion different levels there, man. Um, listen, the black market was already flourishing in Canada. It wasn't like they had put them out of business. But this is just silly now. There are people in charge who aren't thinking this out properly. Well, Anywho, it's, I, it's, let's, hold on. Uh, I want to say I want to say two things really quickly. It shows you that we, as far as we've come with weed, we haven't come that far because they're going to keep the LCBO. Oh, by the way, for any listeners outside of Ontario, alcohol in Ontario is not privatized. It's all run by the government, so you can only buy hard liquor from a place called the LCBO. It's the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. You cannot buy hard liquor anywhere else. So the government controls all that, and they've deemed that alcohol is a essential service. But Simon, my point is, it's so crazy that weed's legal, just like booze, but they've quickly decided, well, it's not doesn't make sense for weed stores to stay open. Here's the thing, Matt, and this is what I've been saying all along, is the people who are in charge have no idea what's going on at ground level. That's been the whole problem the whole way through. And this is just another glaring example of why you need like a weed czar, like Joe was saying, but that person needs to be suited to the job. You can't just fill positions with fucking uh, talking heads, you know? Yeah, but the weird thing to me is like, so I heard the Ontario health minister, she was asked, why are you keeping LCBOs open? They don't seem like essential services. And I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. She said the craziest thing. She said on air, (coughs) excuse me, on air, she said, this is a very tough thing to talk about. But in this country or in this province, there are a lot of people that are alcohol dependent. And well, was, I was just going to say that. Like, well, no, okay. people will get sick without liquor. Fine, but you could also argue on the same point. <laughs> there are tons of sick people out there that use pot. I'm not talking about me. I smoke uh, pot I'm to enjoy the myself. Exact, Matt, I am saying. But you can still order weed from the government. This, yes, but it'll be a fucking backlog like crazy. We're, we're saying the same thing, Matt. I, I'm t- in total agreement with you. To not treat weed the same way you treat alcohol is is short-sighted and also kamar you're wrong the ocb website is shut down and sold out there is nothing to be bought there so is that really yeah go to it right now you can't see but what do you mean why would they be sold out of their so that's been you know what we're not going to get bogged down on this because it's nothing to do with anything but in this episode at all sorry um no wait so- no wait sorry that brought me to i just really quickly because i had an, a, a follow-up point i hate to cut you off simon and i'm moving to the end but we'll go back Jamie said Jamie had the most poignant, and this is why I want Jamie as a guest. Jamie said the most poignant, thought-provoking thing of the whole episode at the end. I don't think people realize that like we're not going back to normal soon. And it's changed. Like Movie theaters are done. That's a thing of the past. Going to see a movie in a theater with a, with a large group of strangers, that's over. Not if we adopt social monitoring. No, I'm 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 telling you, Kamar. I don't see I don't see anyone going to a theater for five years. Sporting events, same thing. I'm really sorry, and I love sports. I love live sports. I don't but see that. They were saying in this episode prior to the end. Fuck is off. that um, China's <laughs> back to business? China's no, back to I, normal. I just heard that they're having all sorts of new cases on the mainland. So let's not ever use China 
because but China's saying the case, the information is coming, coming out China. is fucking Fugazi, man. And for you to quote China is stupid. Well, we have to uh, accept that, though. Well, accept it. I've accepted it. I don't use them as a as a monitor or a chart or a graph or a fucking yardstick to measure anything because they're fucking liars. And that causes a big conflict with our next guest. Well, we'll get into that, but let's finish with Brian first. I just, sorry, I, I, I just thought Jamie brought up, like, they sat there for three hours and spoke, and then it took Jamie in the last 10 minutes to be like, we should really start thinking about how this might affect every aspect of life moving forward. And I agree. I do that every day. I just think I, I think that there'll be movies, Matt. I just think that you'll pay a real premium and it'll be like 15 people in those massive theaters. It'll be an unbelievable experience, but everything is going to cost more because everything is going to get start being made here and all the services, they're going to be the same service, but for a quarter of the people and it's just going to cost more to run, you know? Because you think you guys think there's no way social monitoring will be adopted. People I mean, listen. First, we we need a we need a vaccine before we can even talk about that. So you're looking at thirteen months. China's back to normal right now. No. Don't say that no to vaccine. me again, Kamar. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to admit, Kamar. I'm also I can't I can't listen to anything about China. It's right. So. When you watch, that's like saying Sweden is doing this. Sorry, Matt, I don't mean to cut you off. Well, no. When you watch the Corona ticker, it's very odd how China just hits this point where, if you watch the U.S. and Italy, the line is moving so fucking fast, and China is ticking at like one a day, and I just, I just refuse to believe that. So we I have to refuse to believe the Chinese numbers. I yes. would like to believe, I would love to believe, because that would mean that four months does the trick and we can go, we'll can we be back to normal. But it's like believing our government. We say it all the time. Why would we believe them about this when they lie about everything else? Why are we going to believe China about this when their whole fucking model is deception? Well, everything we're doing is based on that. <laughs> that, that that's just the, that's the fact of the matter and i'm not saying that's a good thing no like you know what kamar you brought up a good point i, I posted on my facebook the other day jalen rose was talking about the nba season and when they were going to pick it back up and i was sitting there thinking as soon as it started i thought to myself why is he talking about this the nba season isn't going to start back up hold on and then he starts immediately saying well, I think what they should do is just pick three cities and and finish the season. And I was like, well, first of all, NBA players got sick with it. And then he brings up, like Kamar just did, China. And he goes, the Chinese league is picked back up. They picked two cities and they're playing all the games in those two cities. And I went, I went, what is going on here? I said to myself, what is going on? I said to myself, this is a U.S. based league on a U.S. based network. And this guy is sitting here saying, well, China's doing it so why aren't we like you guys are supposed to be the pinnacle go ahead simon um we did talk about sports teams though let's just say you had a test a legitimate working test which we don't seem to have for some reason that's another point we'll get to ne next episode um then theoretically they could test all the teams make sure everybody is safe keep everybody quarantined like real quarantine you live with your team and we would, you could have sports. Like uh, the only reason I'm even no floating crowd. that, Matt, is because 
there's so much money right now for these teams to be made that I think that they would go to like the nth degree to give people entertainment. Well, so can I actually tell you where there's no extra money to be made for these teams? That's the big takeaway. Like they already have TV deals in place. So it's actually less money to be made because they can't fill the arena. They can't sell beer, concessions. Okay. Right now they're making no money though, right? So any money is good. Well, no, but this is the thing. Like let's, so what I'm saying to you, Simon, is they have these deals in place. I assume they're getting that TV money regardless. So it's not a matter of like making... I don't know if we're safe to assume anything at this point. Who knows what the fuck the contracts are with uh, Acts of God and all... You know what I mean? Like I, I just know there are all sorts of loopholes in leases and this and that. I get like, it. Who knows, man? There's a lot of squirrely shit. I've heard a lot of squirrely shit going on. So I think <laughs> we're entering a brave new world of kind of economic... Um, uh, I don't even know what the word is, but people are going to start operating in ways we've never seen before because it's uncharted waters. You see what happens when Brian's on? It just gives everyone a chance to say whatever they want about whatever they want and just dump it's every man's opinion. <clears throat> yeah, that's the beauty of Brian. You don't even have to follow any sort of guidelines. Like we haven't spoken about Brian once. One of the things that they talked about, which I think is the super creepiest thing, is like uh, religious leaders in America are still, like, telling people to come together to pay the tither. Yeah, it's insane. I told you about Israel, right, Kamar? Uh, My dad was telling me that Israel is being hit really hard because the Orthodox Jews, the the heavy hitters, will not self-isolate. They're still having 500 people funeral processions and synagogue every day and all sorts of shit. Maybe this this could be the dent in... uh, religion as well, well as society well i was gonna go two ways with it this could either be the rapture that they like so think about the rapture was the idea that like so, they were gonna come down and pick the good ones of us and just leave the the shitty ones right that was the idea of the rapture give or take so imagine if this this rapture just came and killed all the religious people well exactly that's what i'm saying the well, people you know, who sorry are staying together like for god may ultimately suffer, but maybe that's the way it's planned. You know, the whole thing with, I don't know what division of Catholicism, but, um, they believe that whatever it is, the rapture happens. The Jews are here because they're like fodder for the devil. Okay. And that's why there's like this one group of Catholicism that loves the Jews so much. And they're like really friendly to us because you guys are they, God's coal. They they need us for their fucking plan. You know, huh. interesting. It's it's so weird. I will definitely say that I've seen it a lot of places in the states right now where they're ha- they have religious exemption from um, self quarantine or from uh, what's up, Simon. No, no, I finish, and then I'm going to ask my question. No, I I saw a bunch of people being accosted by groups because they're they're meeting up at churches and stuff because they have this exemption, and people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But again, you're getting together to protest. You're not any better. So when the countries, like when we, we declared national emergency or whatever that term is, which gave the prime minister the right to call in the military. Sure. 
when that happens, I wonder then do those kind of freedoms get annexed? You know what I mean? Like during times of war, mm. it, it, the same freedoms that apply to the church don't necessarily apply because, you know, you, you make new rules. I mean, here's the weird thing. We, it becomes a real slippery slope when you start talking about potentially locking people up in jail for um, congregating. Yeah, while well, you're letting people out for being in jail. Well, listen, if you, if you believe Kamar and his whole China thing, then, um, then the fact that they're willing to you know, lock their people in their houses and now they've cleared it, then y- y- you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I see where you're going with like, it. Like, you can't be loosey-goosey, but that's only if it worked. Like, if it didn't work and they fucking killed their own people anyways, it, it, it's, a, it's a moot point, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I'm staying home. I'm doing the right thing. I hope everyone else is, but, you know. That's I've, all you can ask for, Matt. But, but everything we're doing, we're doing because of what China said. Yeah, but listen, let me also say this. It's just a fact. I will fucking destroy. I wish we were in the same room, Kamar. So I wish we were in the same room. Yeah, but China's full of shit, Kamar. Because, like, think about. uh, Well, no, I agree. So is the World Health Organization and potentially the CDC. Like, did you guys see the clip they were talking about, where the girl was interviewing the guy from the Who, and she asks about the masks? That was in Weinstein, but yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, you will not acknowledge Taiwan existing. Well, we're going to get to the masks later on, but uh, let me float this out there. I uh, have a backyard, and in my backyard, I used to have a beautiful, beautiful tree. Okay, a couple of years ago, my tree got sick. You know what it got sick by? What it got sick? A Chinese from? beetle. <laughs> the Chinese beetle. Yeah. I had to cut that tree down. Because of the goddamn Chinese beetle. Actually, That's I'm not, I'm not even sure it was a Chinese beetle. But there is a Chinese beetle tree problem in Canada. North That's America. North, That's a fact. But ash borers, I don't know. Is that that same beetle? I don't know. Didn't, the fucking, didn't that cormoran come from China too? That is correct. Oh, Matthew, that is correct. Yeah, those things are decimating yeah. places. Yeah, man, those are dirty, dirty birds. Kamar, there's an island adjacent from my cottage, and it's a very small island. It's probably like uh, 80 feet by 80 feet, like a circle. I'm just trying to give them like the whatever, just the gist of how it's got like 25 trees on it, and there's a little area in the middle where people used to go and light fires, like a little campfire and maybe camp. Anyway. Uh, a couple years ago, it got like infested with these birds called double-breasted cormorants, and they pretty much shit fire. Like their feces is super toxic, and they all ghost cheese now. Dude, this island is—it looks like uh, Doctor Robert J. Oppenheimer's like lair. It's fucking insane. You guys tried to take a drone to it. Ramy flew the drone over it a couple times. It spooked the birds. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we—it's fucked. It's insane. Yeah, sounds it's, like it'd be eerie visual. Are they loud? Uh, that's a good question. I know they eat like five times their weight in fish every day, so they've also decimated the lake because they're just fucking crushing fish. 
Anyway, that was just a side note. But yeah, Simon, I don't think well, you Well, can... don't worry. The fish population is going to get much better, Matt. You can't blame China for that, though. We know that ecosystems are fragile. Like, what was the toad in Australia that... I'm not really blaming China. I'm just pointing out that it's quite a coincidence. Mm-hmm. It is quite mm-hmm. a coincidence. It is. Um, how will you? How will you feel when uh, shit goes down and you don't have any guns? I think that's a bold assumption, but I'll play with it. Um, I truly, I still stand by it. I, I, I think we're a long way from it devolving into any sort of anarchy. I think for the most, I no, I also think for the most part, I'm telling you, man, I also think for the most part, people are really good. And I've seen, dude, we've seen a lot of good, I'm not saying come out of this, but like we've seen a lot of really decent acts from people that. It's been three weeks. That sounds like something somebody who doesn't have a gun would say. No, man, I'm I'm telling you. I don't know if you saw. Oh, what what a Sorry. fake evil laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, evil, evil. Like I don't know if you saw, Wu Tang donated ten grand to the Ottawa Food Bank. That was super cool and random. I thought you were gonna say they donated guns. No, no. Um, <laughs> to so the food bank. To the food to the bank, Ottawa yeah. Food Bank. Yeah, yep. man. Wu Tang. So some guy, some rich dude, donated ten grand to the Ottawa Food Bank, and he tweeted at the Wu Tang, and they tweeted back like, "We're ma- we're gonna match you. We got you, homie. Canada's always been good to us." And That's the most random shit ever. <clears throat> Dude, Wu-Tang's for the children. Um, Finds the word. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I, you know, I get it, Kamar. We're three weeks in. I'm just, I don't know. Do you I guys think, sorry, Matt. No, I said I Do you guys think that uh, like Trump hatred is getting in the way of people's safety at this point? No. You won't, you won't see Joe Rogan throw Trump under the bus. Well, tr- he gave Trump his support in one of these episodes. It was a throwaway line. But they ran with it just like they of course, did with Of course, of course. Well, man. I'm not surprised. I, s- I saw it in a headline this morning. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. He said it as a goddamn joke. Yeah, it's not he surprising. He just said anything over Biden is what he was saying. And listen, like I've said it before. And I think now more than ever, Biden is simply there to get eliminated and his running mate will be Hillary waiting in the wings. Well, how about this? How about on a more local? And she'll take over. Sorry, Matt. No, it's okay. How about on a more local level? How do you think our prime minister is faring? We'll start with Kamar. Um, It depends uh, how long this lasts, whether they'll be able to point figures because it's clearly we, we, as everyone else, on the planet was totally unprepared for this. <clears throat> and yeah. um, the right politician could capitalize and show how Justin Trudeau totally made a mess of this. It all depends how we come out of this. Yeah, that's fine. I was asking you your personal opinion. How do you feel the prime minister has handled the scenario so far, thus far? I'm in the boat of that. I don't think partisanship uh, matters in that another party would have been more prepared than Justin Trudeau. So you're missing, I think it's a push. You're missing my point. I'm not asking if someone would have done better. I was just simply asking on face value, which you're not going to answer how you can I answer. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that in the next couple of weeks, we're going to find out because that was my answer. Whatever happens with this whole 
Trump not wanting to send up masks and how that all plays out, I think is going to be very important to how we proceed to the future. But that's an interesting point. Would you be upset if uh, it was the other way? Trudeau stepped in and said, a company, you can't send masks to America because we need them here. You think Trudeau was doing the the right thing for us, right? Of course. Okay. I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't take care of your country, but I also read some very interesting articles about where parts of these masks come from to be made in the first place. So I just, we know Trump is impetuous. You know what I mean? So maybe he's just not thinking this out quite properly. I will say this. That's a, that's a highly un-American thing to do. Capitalism dictates that you sell to whoever will pay the most for your product. It's not, it's not, well, I'm doing what's best for the country. That's not. Uh, we're going to talk all about that in the last episode of the Fine. day, Matt, because it's, uh, it's a very interesting point, though, that they talk about uh, in depth. All right. What else do you have for Brian? Because we're. Uh, okay, let me see what else I got for him. Um, this, you th- let me just say, this episode was so unnecessary. No, it was necessary for the layman. No. I, I saw the combination of Brian was gamer stoner guy and the um greg fitzsimmon episode was a father talk and it was the both balance of uh, a lot of listeners do you okay sorry matt were you insinuating that you wanted us to speed up on this thing oh no we're just we're an hour in so i just i know that we're going to spend a bunch of time on Hotez. Okay, well, I'll come that, back to I know this that Weinstein's going to get a yeah. shitload of time. I'll come back to that in the post show. Um, rabies, let's just talk about rabies just one second. So, rabies is a, a virus where once you get it, it forces you to pass it on, right? It makes you so aggressive that you want to pass the virus on. That's when you break it down to like what it is actually going on. Yes. Like, Thank the Lord coronavirus isn't something like that. You know well, what that's I'm a saying? walking dead shit. Yeah, you're goddamn straight, Kamar. You're goddamn straight, Kamar. Um, have, did you guys ever watch The Leftovers? No. Nope. Uh, you should take this COVID opportunity to watch it, man. It's a really, really underrated series that is like so fucking weird and cool. Do you like Justin Theroux? Who the fuck is Justin Theroux? Why do I know? I don't love him. I don't love him. Okay, well, he's really good in it. Hmm. He plays like this um, uh, sheriff. Anyways. He was married to Jennifer Aniston. It's HBO. Oh, I know. So I know you both have access to that. All right, back to Brian. Yeah. um, Joe was pushing hard, hard, hard on the... um, well, first, let me say this. Joe has a new thing, kind of like where my mom says, with all due respect, and then she insults you. Yeah. Joe has a new thing where he said, and it's quite brilliant, actually. He'll start the conversation by saying, a conspiracy-minded person would say, and then he lays out a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Very slick. Okay. Yeah, very slick. I like it. Going to use Diablo. it. It's the new Diablo avocado. Um, so Joe said a conspiracy minded person would say, and then he went on to lay out this idea of us gladly giving up our civil liberties and never, ever, ever getting them back. 
Social I say, monitoring. I say we, but the Americans, because I don't know what the... We don't have civil liberties up here. Yeah, this is my big problem with this episode, was that Joe was like... On, on one hand, Joe was like, don't panic, nothing to worry about. But on another hand, he's like the complete opposite. And I just, I don't know. I feel like he can't help but speculate. Well, he's just painting a weird narrative. Like he keeps, he keeps talking about the grid going out. He mentioned yes. so many times. It's insane. Matt. And I'm like, dude, well, we're not we, even like, go ahead. Kamar. We should be weary of that in the same way. We should have been weary of a pandemic breaking. Yeah. We no, look at us now. That's right. I think Joe has just uh, smartened up to, um, you're never going to hear him badmouth a prepper again. Let's put it that way. Fine. My the point, preppers are laughing in the bank right now. Well, are they? I don't know. They're still fucking well, nuts. All their money's <laughs> in gold, so they don't have it with a bank. <laughs> yeah, they're prepared, but they're still crazy yeah, as fuck. Yeah, it doesn't change. They're feeling smug. Yeah. Um, so a man, they found that guy in China on the train who had Hanta, which yeah. is a different virus. And we know, too, that during this fucking horrible time of corona, there's also just the normal flu going around, which causes, you know, uh, uh, it blurs the lines, right? Paranoia. You might just have the flu, but you think you have the corona. All sorts of things. But then it started getting me to thinking that really the most successful virus would be the one that could disguise itself as another virus, you know? Well, in the movies, in these apocalypse movies, it's never the first virus. It's always like there was a first virus that we thought was really the one. Then a man in Wuhan, you know, like the guy on the bus is actually patient Dude. here, the one that really gets us. I don't know. Yeah, Matt, as you were using that fucking scary voice and you said Wuhan, I just was like transported to a movie. You, you know what I mean? Of course. Wuhan is like the name you would give the city that started a pandemic if you were writing a screenplay about starting a pandemic. Yeah, probably. Well, and like the funniest thing is I say it again, Simon and I, when this thing first, first started in December, Simon and I were like, well, how big can Wuhan be? I remember saying that to Simon. I said, how big can Wuhan be? And we look, it's 15 million, <clears throat> sorry, 15 million people in the city and 60 million in the surrounding areas. Now Canada, Matt? 36 million. So this <laughs> this single city had half of our population. And I was like, holy fuck. It had half of our population, but Wuhan and around Wuhan have had double. our whole population. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, you forget that China's just chock full of million people plus cities. I don't know if you saw the pictures of Singapore, but they have like little test stations where you can go and get tested for COVID. Like you could go 15 times a day. I don't know if that's true, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is the number one. It, like if we could, if you knew that would be half the battle, but all those countries have intense social monitoring and it's all yes, Kamar. And it's also where all the medical shit is made. So they don't have a problem with having tests because we need to buy our tests from Singapore. But what they can do is they can look at someone who has it and see every cell phone they come within near. That's and then right. they can send a text to all those cell phones. Say you've just come close to someone. So now but you're th quarantined. That's a freedom that we have to decide we want to give up and take for life to get back to normal, whatever that means. Yeah. You're a ghost coffin there, Maddie. 
Oh, sorry, Mary did, a, Mary did a bong rip down here. My apologies to the listeners. What's crazy is they're talking about all these animals. The wet markets are still open in China. Yeah. Today. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and you know what? We got to stop talking about China because it enrages me. It literally enrages me. Like well, I don't know how you listen to the next podcast. I was just getting ready to, to, to go on a massive diatribe. But you know what? We should reserve our judgments because we don't even know what the fuck is going on over there. I mean, we don't know what's going on anytime, anywhere with anything because we're fucking Especially retarded. coming in New York City. What's that, Kamar? Uh, the, the numbers coming out of um, America just basically are ridiculously so much bigger than China's, which you got to imagine that China is actually similar to those numbers. Well, that's kind of that was kind of where I was going. If the U.S. is shooting up like this, I have a I have a tough time believing that China managed to quell this thing. The and only let, thing sorry. me and Simon were talking about yesterday is over there in Asia, they are more used to this. They wear masks more on the regular. They already social distance because they know all the uh, dangers. So maybe that'd be the situation. Okay, but they don't social distance. They have to wear those masks because they're piled in like goddamn sardines. Let's also and maybe that's preventative. Let's also keep in mind, Kamar, we learned from the guy from the CDC that the masks those guys are wearing are not the proper masks. They do stop you from like sneezing and shooting a ton of shit out of your face, but they don't like you can still breathe in the air and all that shit. Those not- ones help if you're carrying the sickness so at least you're not coughing droplets onto into the air i wear a mask to protect you you wear a mask to protect me we're gonna get to the masks it's all coming up fellas but uh, unless anybody has anything else for brian let's wrap this shit up yeah i'm done kamar rate it please uh i see you rate this a three i just want to know if brian asked to do the spacesuits or joe Says, let's do the spacesuits. We know the answer to this. Why? Why? Are I you think I know this? the answer. Simon, what do you rate it? I'm going to give this one a three point four. It was Brian's best performance. It was his best outing. Yeah. Show. He was very, very, very uh, adult. And as you allude to, uh, Maddie, there was lots of Jamie in this as well. Correct. Yeah, there we, was lots of Jamie. We need get, yeah, that's get true. Jamie when, on as a guest, man. When Brian comes on, Jamie it shines. almost gives Jamie the like this free floor. But it also lets Jamie shine because you remember that you're like, oh, this is what it was. This all and this garden. is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You're absolutely right, though, Matt. We should start a fucking petition to get Jamie as a guest because. <laughs> If not now, when? You know what I he mean? He has been a guest once. What do you mean? They did a podcast where it was uh, Joe and Jamie just talking about GameCon. It was like 640 or something. Really? I have yeah. to go really? back and find this. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Well, I give it a two. Do they talk about Jamie's no. backstory and shit, Kamar? Well, we know he's from Ohio. All right. Well, I, gi- I give it a two for the record. So that's it for Brian. Let's move on. Dr. Peter Hotez. What number, Simon? Um, Kamar. Peter Hotez is 1451. Sorry, 1451. Thank you. Dr. Peter Hotez. Via Skype. So do you think we needed this one or was this just like... Well, here's uh, the problem. He's a company man. This was... uh, 
Joe asks his questions. Is eating just meat good for this? Um, is uh, hot saunas good for this? Because what was this guy's reference? We have to do what they did in China. That's what he said. I don't remember him saying that. I don't remember him saying when that. When Joe asked him about Sweden, he would not answer and said, but we all we know is what's gone on in China. It's worked there, so we have to do it here. Huh. Mm. And 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 according to you guys, that's a huge problem. Well, no, hold on. Listen, I'm not Okay. If if China said everyone has to quarantine and they did that and it worked. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that's a sound idea that makes sense. I'm just saying I don't know when we started following suit with everything China did or looking at China as like the sh- the pinnacle of anything. And that's not even so either. That's not even what I was saying. I was just saying that I don't know if the information that is getting to us is is accurate. Well, as long as any information come from this guy is woven with, we saw what worked in China, so that's what we're doing now. It's tainted, I think. I disagree. Excuse the pun. What company is this I guy? To- a- I totally disagree. What company? Yeah, what company? Is this guy a man for? Uh, the one who's saying that China is telling us the truth and uh, helpful in this situation. Now, I, I, I think you're conflating issues here. I think what he was saying was, we have to continue social isolation. And if the- that meant using China as an example of that, he was going to do that. But that's for our best interests, Kamar. Like, I, I, I'm beginning to believe that you're like a, a Sweden supporter. Of course, I'm a, I'm, I, I was a Sweden supporter three weeks ago. Yeah, Simon, I was about to, I was about to say Why would I change? Kamar always Why would that. you change because you're watching how uh, what they said may happen is actually happening in front of your eyes. But if we use your logic, it's 6 months from now the coronavirus is still going to be a total problem. Yeah, but hold on, Kamar, you're also forgetting. Let me let me let me say something glaring that this guy brought up. This guy brought up Spain. And he said he said that Spain the death rate is more like 10%, which, if that's the case, we've been going off like 3 or 1% projections. 10% is a fucking staggering number. Or, or Matt, let's even just look at Italy and like what Kamar sent me the other day was this thing where they said, you know, at the beginning of this whole thing, we brought COVID patients into old age homes because we didn't have enough beds. Like, mistakes you know what I'm saying? If they had done social distancing from the start properly, of, again, maybe you're, we're having a totally different conversation. I just really believe that you're getting confused with what this guy was saying. No, I'm. Just, he, he kept referencing China, the great again, work China's done. And you guys just said, China's full of shit. We can't trust China. Don't you raise your voice at me. What I'm saying is that he's just saying a social distance. Yeah. and I don't okay. think he was using China as like, they're the best at medicine I th- and the best at handling pandemics. He was trying to enforce that we need to stay in our houses right now. I mean, Kamar, I see what you're saying. I give you. I understand that 100%, Simon. And Kamar, I see what you're saying. I understand where you're at. It- I, we did say that. I don't trust China or what they're saying. 
I also think that they were the problem. But listen, they were the problem in the first place. So their whole communist regime and the way they treat people is the reason that people eat bats from wet markets. So but I'm super mad at China. But hold on. We're we're a big part of that problem. If we didn't have a need for cheap everything, then China could pay. You know what I mean? Like, it's a really disgusting is, web is that, that we weave. True? Is that true, though, Matt? If we weren't so dependent on China, would they have less people? Well, no, in the meantime, they've been able to develop a middle class, so they don't even need <laughs> us anymore. But well, do you know what I mean? Kamar's right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Simon, I don't know the answer. The question is not would they have more people. It's would more people be poor? Because the problem is really a, a lower class in China. Like when you that's have a, why they eat anything. That's what I'm saying. It's the poor people that are in wet markets. It's not rich people going to wet markets and buying civets to eat and bats and shit. Like that's. I heard a really interesting thing about the wet markets, though, which was look. The other alternative, if it's not the wet markets to feed all of these people, then it's happening by really shady um, food companies. And then you have no idea how long your uh, food has been sitting before it actually gets to the shelf. At least this way, you know, it's fresh. And again, I'm not advocating for food for these wet markets. I'm just saying maybe there's another side to this story. This morning I was watching, uh, there's guys who have gone through wet markets. They are wild. Like there is everything. But when you walk through like our, just as the Diablo avocado, like you walk through one of our supermarkets and there's fucking everything. It's just coming from somewhere that you deem to be respectable. And we have no fucking idea. Well, we know this. Look, there's a million movies out based on the way they treat cattle and pigs and chickens. And like, if you're a dummy like me and you refuse to watch those things, you don't even know really what the fuck's going on. And that's how I can continue to eat meat. Listen, I don't know. I mean, this is too, you know, I'm a dummy and I just don't know. I know that what's going on. We do not know enough. That is true. You know, what's so weird about this um, coronavirus, though, is the you have like these super spreaders who aren't even sick, but who are like infect 20 times the amount of people as um, as like a normal infected person would. And then you have some people, we talked about this last week, you know, getting really sick and others who are just like, it's like a, a flu or a, a, a cold even, you know, it's really, um, it's and difficult. Then, go ahead. It's difficult for us to talk about it when the experts like Dr. Howitz really don't know anything. Hotez. Hotez, sorry. <laughs> um, Joey Diaz over here. Yeah, young Joey. Yeah. There's a lot of questions Joe asked him. He's like, ah, we don't know. It's, it's too soon. Well, I think also, if anything about him being a company man, he did work for the government and they can't, he can't give definites, you know, definitive statements because then it holds them accountable. Mm -hmm. What's so funny, Maddie? No, I, I offered Mary this little roach and she made this, uh, her face was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I could, you, I, I could hit that. You guys aren't sharing shit? We're sharing joints, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, she gave it a look. It was, her, dude. The look she gave was like, yeah, yeah. No, I could hit that for sure. I don't know. It was cute. That's all. Sorry, it was funny. Um. Wow, she made the podcast. She hates making the podcast. 
So speaking of Mary, how about typhoid Mary? Because that's, um, how about that fucking subway? Uh, typhoid Mary started the plague on her own, like one person. They can trace it back to that one person who started the whole thing. Well, we talked about AIDS last week and the, the gay male steward, the Canadian gay male steward who they believe like was the biggest transmitter. But I, it's crazy because like I said, I just two weeks ago finished the tipping point and Malcolm Gladwell talks exactly about this scenario and these specific spreaders of the you know the virus, whether it be uh, a virus of culture or a virus of actual, um, you know. That's that's right. Um, yeah. Okay. There was what a point in this podcast where Joe was asking about detecting the disease amongst people, and he literally said, "Well, we might know more if the test didn't get fucked up." He swore a couple times. It was like, what does that mean? I, I don't know. I, well, I'm sure behind the scenes, there's been tons of fucking like debacles going on. Kamara. Which I can would only not imagine. instill any confidence in anyone. Well, we know well, that maybe. Sorry, I was, ahead, I was just going to say, you know, that someone in the government right now is still cutting a corner on this thing right now. Like, you know that there's someone out there trying to get a bid for a company or there's definitely still some fucking asshole in government that's, while this is going on, still actively trying to fuck us. That has to be. Did you hear that Bill Gates is donating like um, billions of dollars to a cure for this thing? Good for him. Yeah. Listen, you know me. I think he's evil, but like you need people... This guy, like the craziest shit was when he was talking about them still struggling to find money to do things. You know what I mean? Like, how is it hard to find fucking research money at this point? Well, well this, uh, this has got to make a shift, right? Well, I think so. Again, they talk all about it in the last episode. Well, we spoke last week about how we seem to, there's no limit to the amount of spending that, that we will throw at protecting ourselves from each other, but we will not spend a lot of money protecting all of us from something that we can't even see or the earth from us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, um, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Maddie. No, 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 please. no, no, no. I, I insist. I was just going to say that he said that SARS, the original SARS, cause this is SARS two, took a year for them to actually figure out the uh virus so that's the what the timeline i'm talking about no but that's to like so we we know that it's going to take a year to get the vaccine we know this yeah but we know we think we're gonna be locked less locked down in four months from now well we hope i don't actually think we we hope the the um we do believe the experts do believe that the summer will cause a natural lessening. Wow. Yeah. Because in warm places is not spreading a lot. Right. I'm now. not saying that the government is going to say, Oh, summer's here guys. Shit's back to normal. Go do your thing. Things will be lessened in stages in, in the fear of it happening again, like brave new world, man. Yeah. But that's the big, my big fear is exactly that, that, Come July, the government is going to be like, all right, 
problem solved, no worry, back to normal. And then November's going to roll around and we're going to be triple fucked. And then what? Well, well, I was going to mention in the last episode, but look, I imagine that right about now, people who were mentally just holding on, you know what I mean? Like everyday struggle type of deal are like, well, this can't fucking be worth it anymore. You know what I mean? As far as a tipping point goes, Matt, so I wonder, like, dark thought, are there going to be, like, this rash of people just done? And then if it does kind of get better and then comes back strong in the winter, again, I think that's just a tipping point for the mentally fragile where you're just like, holy fuck, not again. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. You never know. I mean, like I said, but I like... Go ahead, come on. There's a possibility. There's a possibility... If it goes away, we let stuff out, it comes back, they don't go with social distancing again. They, it's, a, it's a new strategy. Maybe. I don't see what the new that, strategy that, could be. <clears throat> that, that's just, the craziest thing about this is you know how a guy 100 years ago could predict an airplane or a skyscraper? No one could predict three months from now what it's going to be like. Nope. Brave it's, new world. Brave new world. It's just, it's, we're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, I was out yesterday for the first time um, in like three weeks, and it's so fucking weird driving around. Dude, I have to go to the grocery store tomorrow. Like, we're now due for a trip, and I am not looking forward to that. Order You're wearing a mask? Simon, you can order them online. I have all sorts of shit. Simon, you can order your <laughs> yeah. We ordered our groceries. They were delivered to the house. Really? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to do that. Yeah. I've got to see Simon's uh, go in public get up. Well, you saw my bandana yesterday. I have a surgical mask that goes underneath the bandana. I have gloves. I, you know, I mean, it's not great. It's not perfect. I'd rather not go out at all, frankly. I kind of want to actually go out and take some photos. I got to be honest. Well, Matt, you can still go for walks and shit. And if you're not doing that, you should be doing that because... You got to get outside and get a little bit of exercise. We've been taking the dog out back to that. Oh, no, that's that's what I mean. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, go out and take pictures. I'm saying I want to go to areas that are normally very populated in Ottawa and take photos, like document. You're going to have a problem coming up pretty soon because they're going to be checking everybody for where they're going. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I also feel like if you're out there documenting, though, and you're not with anyone else that you might get a pass maybe on a journalistic standpoint. They can stop you now if you're in a group and make sure that the people you're with live in your house. They can also find you. Yeah. Yeah, It's an $800 fine. Anyways. Well, that's pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was interesting when this guy said that people who are having like strokes, heart attacks, are getting bad cuts that require stitches, are choosing to not go to the hospital because they're so scared of corona that they're putting their lives at risk in other ways. You know what I'm saying? Because of the fear of... Dude, someone asked me to go skateboarding the other day, and I was like, absolutely not. And he was like, no, no, we'll, we'll like social distance and everything. And I was like, I was like, you're missing the point. I was like, if I roll my ankle or dislocate my fucking elbow like you did last time, I was like, I have to go to the hospital. And I was like, I absolutely do not, under any circumstance, want to be it at a hospital. It was that dude who hurt himself? Yeah. That guy's die hard, eh? 
Uh, dude, it's crazy. Though. I saw in the States multiple photos where the city went in and dumped dirt all over the skate parks. So they're unskatable just because I guess people were not listening. So they were like, all right, fine. You guys want to play it this way? It, it seems crazy. You know, like I was super pissed off because I was walking my dogs out at uh, Bruce Pitt, which is a big open forested you walk through paths and shit and i can walk through there and and really not see another person you know but there's also a place where you can congregate with your dogs and i guess people were fucking around and then they closed the thing to everyone you know it's uh that's why we can't have nice things that's why you can't have nice things kamar they're saying at the hospitals though um because of social distancing slip the falls have gone down because people aren't doing stuff Oh, for sure. So that's Same creating more room at the um, hospitals. But I don't think they should be sending people with COVID to the fucking hospitals. But come on, they that's should be also, sending them to the ships. That's also a false positive, false negative, whatever it is. Like if Simon just said, people aren't going to the hospital for those little things anymore. So you can't even say they're not happening. It's, it's, is that well? They're not. They're not showing up at hospitals. You're right. Yeah. I mean, for sure, Matt. There's gonna be less. Not, I mean, maybe not heart attacks and shit, but less um, like you know, breaking of legs and arms and. I agree, but Simon, you have to realize that like a lot of the the reason emergency room waits are so long often is because people are there for non-emergency things, and I think right now. People are actually, for once, abiding by like a, if I don't absolutely have to go to the hospital, I'm not going to the hospital. Like, I'm not going to go to the ER unless I'm really fucking sick. Because that's really, sorry, the idea of having a doctor is that if you're not feeling well, you go to your doctor. The emergency room is only like, I'm having severe chest pains, I can't breathe, or something is broken. That's really why you're supposed to go to the emergency room. Can I just put something out there? Like, why, to Kamar's point, if they have any tests... Why wouldn't those tests be at the hospital to be testing people as they're coming in so that you know to direct the corona to one hospital or several hospitals and all other shit to a a clean zone, you know? It's why we're not experts. Yeah. Well, Kamar, I also think it's ridiculous. They have ventilators at hospitals. If you have corona and it's bad, you have to be on a ventilator, which reminds me, I saw this yesterday on Reddit and I don't know. Maybe it's true, maybe it isn't. Apparently, a kid, uh, a student from MIT released the plans where you can build a perfectly functional ventilator for $100. And he, he or she released it, and they're only the only thing they said was, I have to remain anonymous. No way. What do you need? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the Reddit link. I saved it, but... I just thought that was, at first I was like, why would you want to remain anonymous? And then I was like, oh yeah, probably because like a big pharmacy would want to fucking, or a big pharma would want to fucking kill you. Everyone wants to kill you. Yes. Everybody. And then I was like, how scary a world we live in where you find a super cheap alternative that could save potentially hundreds of millions of lives and you don't want credit for it because you will be murdered. The electric car, like need hemp, need we say more, you know? That's what conspiracy people would say. A conspiracy, <laughs> a conspiracy-minded person. That's correct, Matt. Yeah. Um, the word quarantine. I learned this in this episode. It comes from uh, the forty days the ships had to remain docked before they were allowed onto land if they were suspected of plague. Very. Could you imagine? No. Well, they're doing that now. Spending three months getting somewhere and then getting there and then telling you forty more days. 
You know sailors are jumping in the water and breaking quarantine. They are fucking civil warring. Even that? Mm -hmm. Why? Well, you guys talk about it. They've been doing that now. It's cruise ships, modern cruise ships. You're stuck at a port. These are swashbuckling pirates. Yeah, but those aren't pirates, Matt. Those are fucking old people who decided to go on a cruise. I get it. I'm just saying. Who are apt to comply. I love how you think all of them are swashbuckling pirates. I want to. This is the big question, though, fellas, is how many experts is Joe going to have on before he gets the sauna answer he's looking for. And that's what he'll go with. <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting He just bit. wants any expert to tell him that the sauna helps. And I'm with him, you know, like I, I want that to be right. Joe just wants to know that whatever that he can continue on doing what he's been doing and not have to change a lot. I do you blame him? That's everyone. That's everyone. That's I know that's I, everyone. I get it. He's I don't human. blame him. But yeah, no. Again, he, I, you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, I, the good thing to come out of this, he said, is that now at least science people are sharing information. It used to be a very closed off. Uh, they're all vying against each other, so nobody wants to share anything. But hopefully this will kind of start a new trend in... Again, that he touches on it in the last episode as well. And um, that's pretty much it. I mean, other than the fact that China, do you guys, I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. This came on so quickly, like a month ago, we were sitting around talking about what was going on in China. Remember, like just saying, this is crazy, but it was still so far removed from us. And then two weeks, sorry, go ahead. Because we didn't shut down our airports, this is this the type of things that Trudeau could be criticized. Well, for. this is this is where I was going. Is um, all governments? They all everybody sat on their hands and watched, you know, and out we're of, learning our lesson out of fear. Part of it's sorry, and the worst part is it was <laughs> all out of fear of the economy crashing, which is fucking ridiculous. It was fear of scaring people. Exactly, and hurting the economy, and look where we are right now. But it was sorry. Go ahead, Kumar. It was also out of fear of being perceived as racist. Yes, against China. Well, and we're I, already sorry. Go ahead. I just saw a story in Italy when that happened. They had hung a Chinese person. Day. I know. Insane. They did it's, everything wrong. Everything wrong. And if nothing else, if nothing else, at least we were able to see some of these horror stories. And I hope, I hope that Sweden is not one of those where well, you're watching the, a whole country get decimated. This is the problem we're in right now. The only way we're doing the right thing is if Sweden gets decimated. Well, we're going to watch it day by day. You, you're listen. Uh, there's no other way to do this. Like, it, what a chance! What a roll of the dice to be taking with your people's lives. But let me ask you, Kamar, are you are you arguing that Fuck. like are you arguing that New York City should just go the way of Sweden just on a that's, whim? That's what he's arguing. <clears throat> like no, just to see I, if it works. You know what I, I mean? Think I, they were saying that Sweden is a naturally. Uh, 
not as affectionate a place and not as crowded as New York City. But um, York, South Korea York, didn't social distance. New York City is the least affectionate place on earth, potentially. So I don't understand that. But they're all just packed together. Sure. Okay, fine. Um, what were you, What did you say after that, though? South Korea didn't social distance. And they're fine. They're not fine. They've done. They've done. Listen, they have coronavirus testing on the street. I saw a booth where a woman's in a booth with those, uh, you know, where like you put your hands in the gloves in the box. Yeah, that yeah. was Singapore. I thought. I th- I thought it was Korea. So I wonder if they're using the same picture for and, all and of these. Maybe yeah. because it's just Asians, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. fucking internet, man. You can't but- trust anything. Yeah, the one true. thing they do have employed there that they've accepted is social monitoring. In what sense, though, Kamar? Because, I mean, that's a pretty broad statement, social they monitoring. They know where everyone is and what they're doing and who they're coming in contact with. Well, did you not see someone sent me, someone wrote on our Reddit that apparently there was a CTV article saying that the Canadian government is using cell phones to track us to see With Google, yes. Yeah. I read that same article. So, and they don't want announce it. So in a way, just create panic. Well, in a way, they're doing it here then. Yep. Social monitoring. But we're saying like as a philosophical thing, that's wrong. But as a common sense, logical thing, that's the way we're going to have to go if we want normalcy. But I love that you I love that people are like, well, now they're going to do this. They've been doing this all the fucking long. You know what I mean? Now they just have to tell you because they need to use it for something that's going to be public. Yeah. And so, we're going along with it. You've always gone along with it. Well, I think we're going to go along with it more in the way that for public functions, you'll have to show. That's your, right. If you want to go to a movie, you're going to have to acquiesce to uh, certain I'm not saying norms. it's a good thing. I just think it's the inevitable thing. I, I'm not saying you think it's a good thing. Listen, Kamar, I'll put it to you this way. If at the end of the day, this thing kills like, I don't know, a million people worldwide and two years from now we've given up you know the majority of our civil li- civil liberties then yeah i i agree with you 100% this was this was all just some bullshit but on the flip side if two years from now the death toll was like 100 million 50 million then i don't know it's the Listen, great unknown i'm not at all saying that like I just think that for the present time, we have no choice. Everybody should be doing exactly what is going on. We have no choice. Whether a month from now, uh, there's another option that seems better. Like, I don't know, you know, but the, the idea of rolling the dice with your populace to me is reprehensible. Only time will tell. Yeah. yeah. Like when the numbers came out uh, from Ontario, uh, 3,000 to 15,000. Did you expect it to be higher? I did, but we also, you know what? We were pretty good about people going into their houses. Like I could just see it. You know what I mean? A lot of places were worse about people saying, no, we're not going to do this, you know? So there's some states in America that aren't social distancing. Of course. Listen, Look at man, Florida. I have enough people on my Facebook that are like, this is bullshit. Uh, this is just a way to them for them to force you to vaccinate your kids. No one's actually getting sick from this. No one's dying. Like, 
Dude, I had to delete a guy from my Facebook the other day because I was just like, I can't. I was like, I don't even think I can have this guy. We weren't friends to begin with. And I was and like, a conspiracy minded. Sorry, Matt. No, no, keep go ahead. A conspiracy minded person. A conspiracy minded person would, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, that is a possibility. I, me of all people, know that. I just, what choice do we have but to be prudent? Listen. I do a podcast with a guy that every week tells me to keep my fucking eyes open. So I'm obviously well aware of what could be going on behind the scenes. I'm also hoping not to die from pneumonia. So my, listen, we're, we're, we're on the same page. Yeah. Man. Are we done with Anyways, Hotez then? Yes, let's be done. I am I don't exactly like, saying that. I don't feel like we gave him his just dues, but it was a short episode. I, I remember that. He's it a company man. Hour long. Yeah, hour long. It was a short episode. He's All a right. company man. He does work for the government. Well, Simon, we'll let you rate it first, please, and thank you. I will give. He had a job to do. I think he did that job well. I give this episode a three point five. Uh, Kamar Babar. I'm super skeptical. I give it a two. Just on your skepticism alone, it's a two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll give it. A three. I like Doctor Osterholm better. I yes, I changed my vote. Uh, I also give it a three. Okay. Um, we'll take a quick break, I guess. Pay some bills, and then uh, we'll be right back. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. If you're like me, you wake up in the morning with brain fog, feeling lazy and confused. Your job or jobs require you to be on top of everything. But your mind often slows down, your attention drifts away, and your memory fails. Coffee and prescription meds have failed you, leaving you with jitters and a lack of sleep. Worst of all, it keeps happening when you need to be on top of your game. Lucky for you, Onnit may have the answer. With a team of scientists and researchers, Onnit took the best earth-grown botanicals and created a one-of-a-kind cognitive enhancer called AlphaBrain. It could be the solution you've been looking for. AlphaBrain works. It's been clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, and processing speeds, and is made from natural ingredients found in nature. For a limited time, Onnit is giving you a chance to try Alpha Brain free of charge. That's right, I said it free. You just have to pay the shipping. Best of all, if you're not satisfied, you can keep the bottle, and Onnit will give you a free refund. You don't even have to call. No hoops, no catch, nothing. It's as easy as could possibly be, entirely risk-free, with a 100% money-back guarantee. So go to onnit.com slash J-R-E-E and try it today. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash J-R-E-E to try your Alpha Brain trial today. All right, we're back. Again, big shout out to Onnit. Thanks for... Get your uh, Alpha Brain. Yeah, get your Alpha Brain. I'm going to try to get us some. Even though we're not for mental clarity, in yes, these crazy times. we definitely need some because I need to be able to, you know, proudly, uh, yeah, yeah, you, shout you want to be able virtues. to tout the yeah. product. Yeah, no, I'll hit, yeah, the, I'll hit the guy up and see if he'll, uh, if he'll I mean, if some. it's if it's anything like Kam- the stuff Kamar gave us, I found the lion, my bottle the of mane. the lion's mane. What did you so, find? It worked. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll see what 60 I can bucks do. a fucking thing. Yeah. Come on. Thank you again for that beautiful gift all those years ago. Back when we were flush, boys. All right. Back when, when jobs were a plenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Greg Fitzsimmons. 
Is that where we are? Yep, you are right. 1452. There was only four, 20th right? appearance. Yes, he really rounds out the uh, usual suspects, as yeah. it were. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm thinking like if this thing continues for four months, it's going to be a rough, rough go for us just cycling through the same, Skype, man. The it's same all, it's, 10 comedians. No, no, I, I, I think it's they're all going to be remote. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling too. I don't think Joe can roll just through the same cycle, but it would be impossible for us. Yeah, anyways. Um, oh, but listen. They talked about jizz, so fellas, get it all out, man. You got the green light. <laughs> what, you just assume that I only want to talk about jizz? That's a weird... Uh, just because we had well, one we long conversation about coming in the shower? Well, we'll ask the question. Would you rather get pissed on or jizzed on? Pissed on. Pissed on, 100%. That we've was the issue. We've already spoken well, about how gross well, jizz is to Joe, get off in Joe the first place. Joe didn't even bring up the stickiness factor. Like, that would be the number one. It's not that we know what it is. I don't care. Jizz isn't more gross than piss is because it's what come. They both come out of your dick. It's no jizz that one's is way jizz way is harder way to clean than, than the other. Oh no, you're way off. Also, think no. about it. Well, why do you think it's grosser though, Matt? You're more apt to get your own jizz on you than your own piss. Because piss is pretty much just like water. It's just gross water. No, okay. Yes, that's. But you're not saying jizz is grosser because it comes from a sexual act. Oh, no, I was going to get to that. I was also then going to say it's also super gross to think that, like, I could just pull my dick out and piss on you at pretty much any minute of the day, but it takes a real workup for me to fucking shoot a load <laughs> yeah. on you. And, like, no, you know what? I didn't even think of that. A lot either. more effort. Right. That makes it worse. There's, oh. like, a real deliberacy oh, to what's about to happen. It's so foul. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, like, and the look, the look you're getting yeah. while somebody's pissing on you. Compared to jizzing on you, I imagine is way worse for the latter. And I also think realistically, I could never piss hard enough to like injure any part of your face. But you never know, man. Um, Patrice O'Neill had a great bit where he talked about what if women could um, have like a finish the same way men did. So it would be like an egg getting cracked on your head. You know what I mean? Dude, Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. One of the best great. ever. We, yeah. Um, they talked about um, that those baboons that kidnap the puppies and then train them to do shit for them in their fucking baboon gangs. It was very like, animal centric. Yes. Um, <laughs> the that idea though just goes to show you how close we are to the monkeys. You know, no denial. No denial. Yeah, no, we're, uh, I mean, listen, you don't have to watch a lot of monkey videos to be like, we're a sliver away from them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, my next throwback, just by the way, yeah, I'm call I'm calling my shot now is going to be Sapolsky. Robert Sapolsky. Yeah. Okay. So if I forget, remind me that okay, I want it to great, be Sapolsky. Great. Yeah. Bold choice. Great. Yes, great. I think so. They joked about uh, North Korea not having any cases, and I can almost believe that because of the militant society. 
Well, they don't let anyone in. So how could there be any cases? They don't let anyone in. And if they say everyone stay home, everyone actually stays home. But no yeah, one. Ha- I never even thought of that. But Sorry, they but- don't have to say no one stay home. There's no if one they coming don't have in. Any cases? There's no international airport. There's nothing to be. They don't have to stay. Well, stay so in. it it could be brought in by the diplomats, by the government workers who have to go and have meetings in other countries and shit. Like, do they have those? Of course they do. What do you mean? Of course, they're a shut in society. I don't necessarily. You don't. I can't guarantee. You think they well, have? I dip- mean, you think they have diplomats living abroad? Well, I think that for sure they have like. Um, I don't know, Spies. people who work for their cabinet who have to go and talk to the UN about shit or whatever. I don't know. Maybe not the UN, but something. Either way, I would think a country of I'm their... I'm so stupid about this, I don't know. Fine, I am too. I'll just say this, though. A country of their size, to have as few people coming in and out, you could understand why they wouldn't have any, was more my point. Let's. Say I wish we ha- could actually find out. Well, they. I mean, they're the most secretive fucking... You'd never find out anyway. They could all have it right yeah. now. Half the country could be dead. <laughs> it could have come, fr- come from there. Well, no, what I was I'm gonna... just saying if there's an easy country lockdown, that's the easiest one. Probably, yeah. I mean, that was, don't forget, that was the whole thing in World War Z. You remember that scene? In World War Z, he says they go to the guy, the crazy CIA guy that they have locked up and he has no teeth. And he says, uh, yeah, North Korea shut down the border and took out everyone's teeth. Because if you can't bite anyone, you can't. That was the whole idea behind it. Like, if you if you can control your society, what did he call it? The biggest piece of social engineering since uh, since Adolf Hitler. That was the, the line in the movie. Wow. I'm going to rewatch that movie, man. Did you ever read that book, Matt? I think I've asked you this before. No, I didn't. I, it, just, it, I just saw it, the it film. Is, it's a tremendous book, and it would be... I didn't do it this way, but it would be a tremendous book to listen to. Because it's all, each um, chapter is like an account from a different person who's experiencing something out in the zombie apocalypse. So you would imagine that the reading would like be different re- people. A reporter gotcha. uh, doing it. It would be great, man. I think it would be really good. Yeah. But I want to watch that movie again. Brad Pitt, my guy. It's but, not on Netflix, is it? I don't I, think so. It might be. Either way, I just, uh, it was interesting that Kamar brought up North Korea. I hadn't even thought of them. I feel like I would have watched it already if it was on Netflix. I should bring, you should bring that up though. Think about it. North Korea, if it does go into that country, since so many of them are starving, they all have terrible immune systems. They would be hit the hardest if it did infect that country. Well, I heard a guy talk about how are you going to protect refugees around the world? Like, how can you social distance refugees? They have no home to stay in. They're yeah. the most at risk. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're definitely fortunate in our situation. Absolutely. Yeah, no shit. So he brought up something about aliens that I had never thought of before, which was, so you know how Joe's always talking about um, aliens being us in the future, and that's kind of what we would look like because our brains would get bigger, and then we wouldn't be in the sun very much because we'd be inside all the time, so we'd have the pale skin and the big eyes and the blah, blah, blah. But Fitzsimmons said, and the reason we would have long fingers like the aliens is because everything would be done on keyboards. And I had never thought of that before, but it's an interesting... Um, so you're saying our fingers would evolve to be longer? That's what he was saying. I'm not saying that. Would that be because we would make keyboards bigger? Because it seems like the keyboard hasn't changed in... 
I imagine that the idea was that our <coughs> fingers get more like delicate ish hmm. because all we're, it would it would be the same like if you played piano every day for the rest of your life I imagine your fingers would change a little bit boys 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 it's all about the travel space travel the travel on the keyboard oh, oh. my god fuck off <laughs> <laughs> good one Kamar um, it's really uh, interesting that he started Joe has started uh, touting Adam Sandler movies. Because he well, he's got to watch something with his family. He he's got to watch something with his family. Yeah. He posted the Zohan yesterday and was like, yes. this movie is tremendous. Which is a very interesting movie to watch with your young girls. Now it is a tremendous movie. It. It's a great movie. It's hilarious. I love Adam Sandler movies. Like I love that stupid kind of comedy. My wife hates them so much that I can never watch anything with him in the house. I have to like... Happy Gilmore is a fucking classic. Happy Gilmore's good. I find it a little too cheesy. I like uh, Waterboy. There's just so many quotables in in Happy Gilmore. And like Maybe I've seen it too many times probably. in my life. So but and Billy Madison, that's another fucking tremendous. Mr. Deeds movie. was good too. Mr. Deeds, yeah. What was all the, the cameos he gets? I'm glad you brought that up. So I think it's a great time to do the movie game. And because he just tweeted out Zohan. I think we should do Zohan. Nice. Don't Come mess on. with the Zohan. Don't mess with the Zohan. It's the movie game. Okay, let me get a we pen. We may have a lockdown pandemic, but that doesn't stop us from rating entertainment. Let me get a pen and a pad. Does it stop us from giving our stupid opinions about for, all sorts of crap? For new listeners, this is the movie game where Simon and Matt go head to head. First, they decide. If they can come on, guess give me the give me the exact answer right now, quickly. When the movie's <laughs> release date is, he still has his headphones on. And then once <laughs> no, they go he head to head over that, they'll have to figure out the budget for the movie and then the box office, according to Wikipedia. For anyone who's a stickler for read details. All right, so year first, obviously. Fuck! Don't mess with the Zohan. I'm starring Adam no Sandler, idea. John Turturro. Emmanuel Shariki, Nick Swarzen, Lenine Kazam, Rob Schneider, who's in every movie. Okay, I'm taking a guess here. An Israeli Mossad co co commando has to relocate in Brooklyn, New York. Matt, you ready for a year? Uh, I haven't written one down yet. I'm just trying to... And discovers his true passion for being a hairdresser. All right, I've got a year down. Me too. It was an interesting movie because they tried to attack the uh, Middle East-Israel uh, conflict a lot in it. I wrote down 2009. Oh, I wrote down 2009 as well. Oh, boys, you're uh, one year off 2008. Fuck. So close. Okay. And now budget and box office. Double B, here we go. And we've had we've been doing older movies, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys are a bit thrown off. Dude, budget on this one was um It was a big Hollywood production. Yo, are you trying to give this away, Kamar? What are you doing here? <laughs> My bad, sorry. I'm just trying to fill like, the dead air. It's a fucking movie game. I get it. There's some dead air. I can edit that out. What the fuck? My bad. Now, thank you, everyone, for listening right now in this uh, trying times. This is an understatement. 
They we got appreciate you guys spending time with us. <clears throat> no, thanks to the people that listened before this trying time. Now people have nothing better to do. So if you just joined Those us, the real deal. what have you been waiting for? Simon, you ready? I'm good here. Okay, I think I'm ready. Go ahead, Maddie. I don't know why. For once, I feel oddly overconfident. But Wow. Yeah. Okay, do it. Kamara, I'm going to say $49.8 million for the budget, and it made... Two hundred and seventy point eight. Simon, and I said it was a fifty-five million budget, and it made two hundred and twenty-five million. So you guys were both low ballers. The budget was actually ninety million. Holy fuck! So I'm closer on the budget. Yeah. No, I said fifty million. I'm it doesn't closer. matter. I said it's within, fifty-five million. It's within five, so you're both out of the ballpark. And you said forty million. Forty-five. And the million. box office is two hundred and four million. Two hundred and four. Yep. And I said two twenty-five. I so said, you're in the ballpark. I said two seventy. Yeah. You're too far away. Seventy million off. Winner of this week's <laughs> big winner, Simon. Because you so got one? A lot more than you thought. Suck dicks. This is bullshit. I hate this game. I'm out. <laughs> Breaking Listen, news. Give me any win here, Matt. It's been such a dry spell for me. What's the breaking nice news? Nice way to tomorrow? pull it out. What's the breaking uh, news? Boris, Boris um, Johnson. What's his name? Trevor Boris. Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of England, yeah. Yeah. has just been admitted to the hospital with persistent symptoms of coronavirus. Wow. That would be big. Yeah. If a world leader passes away and yeah. throw the country to turmoil because they have to have election, but they have to social distancing. Well, they don't, it, he must, there must be a vice president type person who steps in. I suppose. Just everything is so fragile. Nothing else can go wrong right now. Well, wouldn't it be, well, they have the same system as us. So wouldn't it just be that the, whoever's next in line for that party becomes the, that's how it works here, isn't it? I'm not sure how it works, but yeah. Our lack of knowledge is greatly exposed. Let's hope we never have to find out, frankly. Um, Another great movie that was also a great book that they talk about was Silence of the Lambs. That was what I thought you were going to pick for this week's uh, movie game, Kamar. That That would have been a better choice. That was the one that he did the... uh research on was my research on yeah. yeah no i did not do any research i thought he was going to pick it and still stayed uh completely oblivious but it was it was a great movie yeah to all listeners stop now and watch silence of the lambs it yes is a agreed watch. is it on netflix no way eh? no it puts the lotion in the basket but like he said in the episode the best scene is where you think you're somewhere but you're not the this FBI is like the, vo- sorry, Kamar. Oh, the angle? The, the angle on Matt is so weird. We are now Matt's penis. What, what's going on? <laughs> okay, I can put you back and you can get none of me. I just wanted to be more comfortable. You guys are both comfortable. No, I'm, no, it's good. I don't care. How I'm sitting is. up Fine. like a fucking asshole. There, now you get nothing. Anyways, it's one of the best suspense thrillers ever made. Yes, <laughs> agreed, Kamar. It is really, really good. Dude. If for some reason you've been living under a rock and you haven't seen it, Anthony Hopkins, I'm pretty sure, won an Oscar for that, and he's on screen for like a total of 20 minutes, if that. Really? Yeah. But he gives you the heebie-jeebies every one of those minutes he's on screen. Oh, of course. I ate a kidney with some lima beans, <laughs> with some lima beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> 
Father beans. Whatever it yeah, was. I believe it was fava beans. <coughs> Father. So much for coughing off Mike. No, can't be can't be anything done about that now. Sorry, sorry, Kamar. I think um, it was uh, a good episode because uh, he, Greg's such a riffer. Every top by the half, he takes the balls and run with it. Yeah, I agree yes. with that. But um, at the same time, it's his 20th appearance, and I didn't really need Greg Fitzsimmons this week. Uh, oldest friend. It's just, it was a dad talk. Yeah. You know, though, and I know we've talked about this before, but it just got me thinking about, so these Europeans, there was no television, there was no movies, they didn't know what America was like. They heard stories. And based on stories, they got on a boat for months on end and on a wing and a prayer. You know what I'm saying? Just got the fuck out of there. With as little information as possible, not knowing where to go, what to do, the, what to this do. This is this is what I'm saying. Like, it was also the promise of land, wasn't that it? It wasn't just yeah, the, like the streets were paved with gold, Matt. And it goes to show how bad it is where you are, where you just get on a boat to nowhere. But then they got here, and trust me, for most people, it wasn't better. You know. Well, I just think it was the regime. They didn't like living under a king or whatever it was. Whatever it was, yeah. Monarchy. Exactly. Um, you guys watch this. Greg made a big step and shaved his head, eh? I saw. No, I didn't, want, I didn't see it. He did mention, though, about the possibility of dog fucking being the cure for corona. I thought that was very irresponsible of them. No, that's hilarious. It's like... Yeah. Uh, I would not let Kamar back at your house for the sake of Chico. We've got to leave everything on the table. It's like that Chappelle joke. He rapes, he rapes, but he saves. <laughs> yes, exactly. The superhero. <laughs> yeah, Dude, yeah. that's one of my favorite fucking Chappelle bits. <laughs> what else you got for Fitz dogs? <laughs> I thought it was funny when they were talking about the king of Thailand sequestering himself in his palace with nine women. I thought it was 20 women. Wow. Okay. Sorry. What? Sorry. <laughs> the optics for the whole country to see that. He's a boss. Well, I don't know if you read too. Apparently all the billionaires are uh, chartering like luxury yachts and just going out to sea until this thing where the government doesn't have any uh, laws on them, Matt, it all comes back to maritime law. So you think they're just, what, fucking kids out there? And Oh, you do, actually, yes. I, forgot. I think yeah. that's exactly yeah. <laughs> what the billionaires are doing out on their pleasure yachts. It's pleasure craft, but fair enough. Whatever. Um, what else? Was it now? I'm confused. Did Greg tell a story about a guy he knew, or did he say that he had a bug fly out of his arm? He told a, a story about a guy knew. he knew. Okay, yeah. I'm so skittish about bugs. Period. Like, if you I, had if one I had growing in your arm, living inside me, I might have to chop my limb off. Yeah, it'd definitely be fucking gross. I've seen a few of those online where you're just like, Ugh. you wouldn't want to tell people about it. No, I would no. not tell people about it. No. Well, isn't it disgusting how, have you ever seen how they get tapeworms out in like 
uh, third world countries? Um, I believe I have. They like literally lure. No, they lure it out with food. With food. And oh, it shows God. itself and they grab it and pull that motherfucker out of the person. That's Ugh. another reason why I'm not telling anyone about it. I'm just losing the weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people go and the- people go and intentionally get tapeworm. We've talked really? we've discussed this. Yeah, we've we have. Well, even before. then, yeah, cuz Joe That's... mentions Joe mentions someone Ugh. that goes to South America cuz they have bad asthma and apparently if you have tapeworm, it does something about your asthma. Cuz apparently you... go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say apparently no one in the, I don't believe this, but apparently no one in South America has asthma. So you're not going to get any tapeworms for your asthma? That's what you're saying? No, I would probably like to just get an inhaler. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever had a leech on you? No. Yes. You never have, Matt? No, no. That's surprising because there are leeches in your lake. Yeah, well, I've never had one on me. All right. You have, though, Kamar? I have. I have as well. It's fucking disgusting. I know it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? You just Well, fucking... it was a big deal because of Stand By Me. Yeah, of yes, course. That's the, the mentalness of it. But actually, you could flick it off if you want to. You just dump salt on it. It's not a big deal. But um, think about how much they used leeches in medicine back in the day. Yeah, totally. I, I think they still can use leeches today. Mm-hmm. Well, anything for bloodletting, leeches. You, they do use leeches today for certain things. They still things. use leeches today. Well, Simon, when yeah. I was in Thailand, I did that shit the where fish, you, yeah, yeah, it's fucking insane. I watched insane. you do it. Didn't you film it? Yeah, I did a video. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it was tough for sure. You know what, though, Matt? I, I want, I would do that for sure. I would let those little fish eat the dead skin on my feet. Of course you would. There wasn't anything. Yeah. I wasn't, the only thing that kind of grossed me out is I was like, there's been a thousand feet in this tank. Okay, that's totally gross, <laughs> and I don't like that at all. Yeah, that no, might they, change, they change the liner, I think, don't they? But if if no, no, you... not of the one you're talking about of like a manicure pedicure, they don't change the liner of like the the fish tank of the fish that eat the dead skin off you. It's in Thailand. It's the same. I sorry, Simon, go ahead. I was just gonna say if you um, said the same thing to me, put your feet in a vat of leeches, I would tell you to go fuck yourself. You know what I yeah. mean? But it's different. I yeah. mean, these fish, like, they're not, they're literally just eating dead skin off. So you're like, yeah, whatever. It tickles a bit, but it's fine. That'd be a bloody mess. It would but be. But when a, I'm. It would be a bloody please. mess. Yes. No, that's it. Go ahead. When I'm at the cottage and, like, sometimes I'll be treading water and I can feel little fish nip at my toes, I don't want any fucking part of that, you know? Can you walk through tall grass and water? Are you asking if, if we're capable of doing like it? Like human beings? You know, the lake, that's a tough place for people to go sometimes. Yeah, I don't like doing that. Yeah. Sorry, what? I'm he was confused. asking if you can walk through, if you are capable, like if you have no problem walking through tall grass and water. Oh, right. Yeah, no, I don't like either of those things. Yeah. That's where you're going to get leeches. Well, tall grass is ticks, so yeah. I'm super paro about tall grass. Yeah, I don't like uh, tall grass now either. It sucks because my island used to have a great path around it because it's like three acres and you could walk around the island. It had a great path, but now it's just covered in ticks. So there's no point in ever doing it. No, there's not. So they were talking about um, alligators and how big alligators can get. Um, you've obviously some seen some of those pictures of like the 25 footers. Yeah. 
you are not going to find anything closer to a dinosaur, first of all, but a fucking monster. Like those things are are literal monsters. We just have a name for them, and they're alligators. You know, of course. But those twenty five footer, like the, they've got to be like so old. You know, that reminds me, Joe. Joe has called this virus a demon for the last two weeks, nonstop. I said this last week. I said that's Joe's new thing. Yeah. I'm drawing right now, Matt, a COVID demon for Joe. Good. Yeah. That's good. I'm sure in religious circles, that's what it's looked as. But he makes a good point is like, it pretty much is an invisible demon, right? Like, we can't see it. It's out there killing people. Yeah, but we have a name for it. It's called a virus. A demon is like a, a okay, whatever. You're right. Yes, I guess. Call it whatever you want. Sure. They're just words, Matt. Just you're the biggest. Propo- you're the biggest proponent of that. You know. Are you doing yoga right now, Simon? No. Like, your are you ball sack is like right? Are you are you frozen? I was like, no, what's I'm just, going on I'm here? I'm just looking at your ball sack right in front of my face. So uh, I was getting to a point with this alligator thing, and then you've also seen the snakes. Like the giant, they were talking about uh, the, is it pythons in Florida, in the Everglades? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That are yeah, overrunning it, yeah. Well, how they're overrunning it and nobody's hunting them. And I thought, well, why aren't they tagging those snakes the same way they tag the... They did. Like Florida, a, Florida started giving people like $2 a snake or whatever. Well, they should be giving them a lot more than $2. The alligators net them a shit ton and it's because the alligators are used to make like uh, coats and purses and shit but they could do the same thing with the snakes and then joe and greg had a great idea which was the monster skin coats yes that'd be a good yeah. idea a great idea man and like so you know you're literally wearing like a monster on your back and I guess really, if you wanted to get really morbid, like the more villagers the alligator has eaten, the more prized the skin is and the more expensive your monster coat is, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm it's with that. Max shit. Uh, like, if they're not going to run with that. Then we are? I think so, Maddie. Add it to the list. Um, what else did they talk about? Talking about hawks a lot. Joe's big on his hawks right now, telling everyone about the hawks and the owls. Yeah. But I did see a hawk eating a pigeon last year, and that was pretty fucking cool. Nature don't give a fuck. Yeah, it was right at the gas station. Have you seen the video of the peregrine falcon breaking the duck's neck? Yeah, crazy. Well, you don't really see it, Matt. It's It's kind of like a blur. Yeah. You know what's amazing are those, like, I guess they're osprey or something, the ones that dive into the water to get their fish? Well, a lot of different... I mean, osprey have the biggest wingspan, I believe, but there's a lot of fish that dive. albatross have the biggest wingspan. Osprey is just another... It's like a hawk type thing. Anyways, um, the speed at which they dive bomb is incredible. We've talked about this before. The peregrine falcon, I think, is the fastest. Uh No, no, when those... Sorry, go, go. No, I was just going to say, when those things dive in the water, it's fucking nuts to watch, especially when they do it in like the hundreds. Have you ever been to the Biodome in Montreal? Of course. Yeah. So you've never been there, Kamar? One day when you're allowed to go back, you should go there. 
Um, they, Matt, you know, they have that part where it's the fresh water. Yeah. And you can look at it from up top or from down below. So you can watch the birds diving yeah. from up top. But then from down below, you can see them actually diving. It's so cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, I lived in Montreal for a year when I went to school there. And we used to go to the biodome and you know how it was warm. Yeah. The, the rainforest. A, a, yeah. So in the middle of the winter, we would go there, just hang out and smoke joints in the biodome yeah. and fucking walk around and look at all of the just craziest shit. Man. It was amazing. I too lived in Montreal for a year, Simon. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. you know, then. Did you go um, to Tam Tam a lot? I did. Yeah. 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 So they were talking about um, birds a lot and the albatross in particular, because they were saying what has the biggest wingspan. Yeah. That's I don't know I, if sorry, you guys know this, but the albatross um, flies for three years without ever touching the ground. I did know. And, that. and just think about birds. Okay. Some of these birds migrate, like think about Canada geese. You know what I'm saying? They come up here for such a short period of time and then fly countless miles or kilometers to get to wherever the fuck they're going. Birds are fucking weird. Like, I don't think we really don't take into account how batshit weird birds are. No, I Sorry, think, go I ahead, think we do. No, I was going to say, don't butterflies make a crazy migration? Monarchs. Well? Yeah, the monarch, monarch goes yeah. to Mexico. Yeah. And that's even more crazy because think about how slowly a butterfly that's flies exactly what in I was comparison thinking. to a bird. Yeah. yeah. And the, the craziest thing is how oh. do they know? But wait, Matt, the stat with those monarch butterflies is that it's never the same butterflies that are coming back and forth. It's their offspring. Yeah. That is not the same with the birds. Some of these birds make the same trip their whole lives and they live 70 years, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. They, those albatross are flying to the same island to do their mating, to find the same mate year after year after year. And if that mate doesn't come, they wait forever for it, you know? I feel like it's, it's super sad. But I feel like it's like uh it's like getting yourself home when you're blackout drunk. You know how when you wake up in your bed the next day, you're like, how did I possibly in that state get myself back here don't you get that sometimes matt with just uh of course you would never drive high but for some reason if that ever were to happen where and suddenly you're just somewhere else and you're like at your house and you're like holy shit i just just autopiloted the whole thing yeah the whole thing you know yeah, yeah. I'm sure some birds get lost you think yeah, I, I think, think some so. bir- I think some birds get dead is what happens, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about lost. That's a good question though, Kamar. I guess you're right. There'd have to be some percentage of them that are just like Yes, but I I think though that with animals, it, it, they have this built-in like homing beacon, you know. It's yeah. uh I also think it's survival we, of the we fittest. We can't comprehend it. Well, I think it's survival of the fittest in the sense that like there, that weeds out the ones that won't make it anyway, right, Kamar? The ones that can't make the trip weren't meant to make the trip anyway, so. Or they just shack up in Florida and uh, <laughs> live a nice warm life. Don't make well, it to listen, Mexico, yeah. Birds are fucked up, man. Like, you've seen that footage on uh, whatever movie that was with the babies and they throw themselves off of the cliff. That's They have to, to get down from the nest, you know what I mean? Well, up and, into this corona, we were worried about birds. It was bird flu, remember? Yeah. Yeah. 
Simon. Oh, the, well, that. Sorry, go ahead. Man. No, real quick. The craziest of the birds are the ones in the Galapagos that dance to mate, and Amazing. that like, and that clean up their area. Like you see it with yeah, a stick, yeah, yeah. like brushing yep. its shit, and then it does that wild dance back and forth and like flutters its feathers, it's, dude. It's insane. When you see and that, looks over his shoulder to make sure the bird's watching. Yeah, you there? We good? I wish that's how we made it. It is kind well, of. We, it is kind of how we mate, Kamar. No, you gotta buy dinner. You gotta. It's the same thing, Kamar. You know, no, they can't I'm buy you, dinner. You just dance. Uh, no, no, but, it is. but hold gotcha. on, Kamar. It's not because think about it. In a way, when you like, let's say it's a Friday night and you're like, I'm trying to get laid tonight. You clean your apartment, so you're you're like that bird. You got the stick you out. Put on nice brushing clothes. Up everything, yeah. You put on your nice dancing clothes. Maybe you don't you, buy you, dinner. Maybe you just go to the bar and you just put on your dancing shoes. You buy a few you, drinks. You get in you, your fancy car. That's it, and then you bring right, home that's a mate. All yeah, part of your shit. That's a stretch analogy, but I'm saying you just invite the person yeah. over. And you dance in the middle of your living room. And then you fuck and that's it. Or they walk out if yeah. you don't dance good enough. If, if they don't like your shit. Stop. Um, For the record. Hold on. For the record, I've totally gotten laid that way. Because your dance moves? No, just invite someone over, dance a bit, and then boom, that's it. That's how I got married. You, you pulled the naked man? Yeah. The Texas oil drill, just straight up and down. Um, But Kamar, you raised a good point, which was what I was going to get to next, which is the movie The Birds, and why it's such a compelling movie, even though it's like filmed ridiculously from back in the day. Hitchcock Hitchcock was using what he had. uh, Of course, of course. It's a terrific movie, but my point is you can really put yourself into those characters because birds are fucking everywhere. And then they're they're not. Like, you know what I mean? We don't see them, but they're there. Well, have you not seen those magpies? They're just total assholes. They just attack your head. So like there's there's so many videos of people biking and magpies just fucking Well, they're protecting their nests, I think. Yeah, but either way, I'm just like, what a dick bird. Well, I just don't think they're just assholes. Like I don't think they're just out there attacking yeah, you. I think, I think they're, they're assholes. Anyways, we uh there are these birds that started coming up up by my cottage. I fucking forget their names, but they come in these like they come through the woods. So they fly from branch to branch in the forest. Yeah. And there are just thousands of them. It's insane, man. It feels like you're being invaded. I'm just in my little bunkie in the woods and all around me is just thousands and thousands of these birds. It's crazy. Dude, my, it, it really feels like the birds. When my dad was growing weed in the backyard or when we were growing weed in the backyard, I remember walking out there one day. And- you never did that. No, oh, whatever. It's past the... Listen, there's a statute of limitations on stuff. So this is like All 15 right. years ago. Anyway. Let's just try to help you out. Fine. Point being, I went out to the backyard one day and we probably had 100 plants growing. And dude, there must have been a thousand birds in the little weed field. Like, I guess every bird in the neighborhood was just hooked. <laughs> on fucking eating this weed. I, I'm not going to lie. Every animal in the neighborhood was eating this weed. It was insane. So that reminds me, that reminds me of something. When I lived at uh, my place on Gwyn by Kamar there, yeah. we had a big backyard. And at that point I had my dog, Mud, the golden uh, retriever um, border collie mix. Yeah. And he would be in the backyard chasing squirrels all the time, whatever. And I had a little like studio thing back there and I'd watch him doing his thing. And he would always chase the crows. And one day he got a crow 
And he, I don't think he meant to kill it, but, you know, he did like a shake and he killed the crow. And next thing I knew, there were like 10 crows on the wire outside. Uh, They were all like cawing at my dog. And then it was like 20 crows and then 30 crows. And I was like, all right, we're going inside. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're smarter than you. It was fucking weird. Well, it's a murder of crows. And yeah, they're super smart and they don't forget. And I was like really hesitant with my dog going out in the backyard for the next week or so. Crows are insanely smart. Yeah. But this was really scary, man. Like, obviously I was high and the whole thing just felt real weird, you know? <laughs> what else do you got um, for Fitz dogs, I? What else do I got for Fitz dogs? Oh, they were talking about human beings living amongst the dinosaurs. And that's, uh, I, I think I've told you guys about that uh, relief that they found at one of the like ancient sites. And it's a, what appears to be clearly a stegosaurus. And you're like, well, how the fuck did these ancient people know about dinosaurs? I'm waiting for no, Kamar. The no, I was waiting no, for Kamar there. And, um, it's, it's an interesting idea about the distance between man and dinosaur. Like, listen, we, we only know what we know. And it can easily change. And that would be a very interesting one to learn, that there was actually a spillover. And then it gets you thinking to things like dragons in uh, nighttime mythology. And then you start thinking, like, maybe those were the remnants, right, of this... The, the last of kind of they like, would have been killed or eradicated. That's right. Because the Knights wanted them gone because they were their enemies. Anyways, it, it's kind of how Bigfoot is the last remnants of Osteopithecus or whatever it's called there. You know what I mean? The, uh, whatever. It's an interesting concept anyways. And then maybe that leads into like uh, Loch Ness monster. And I'm not saying Loch Ness monster still exists, but maybe, you know, it was the last remnant of that type of dinosaur, you know? Gotcha. Maybe the alligator or crocodile is now. But I, I suggest that you look up that Stegosaurus relief because it's very interesting. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. I know you won't. Well, I got nothing but time. <laughs> Probably still won't. Uh, what else we got? Um, that's about it, man. I think that's about it. That's it for Fitzdog? Yep. Two fellows getting together, reassuring each other everything's going to be all right. Oh, it was interesting when Fistog said that he's worried about work. Expand on that, Kamar. No, no. Well, but- these, these guys are all anticipating comedy clubs are going to be back in six months. Well, Matt already spoke to that earlier on in the show. No, what a I was comedy gonna, club would be like a movie. Sorry, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is I think he's in the Tom Papa boat where like he's putting he's he's contemplating putting kids through college. So for him, it's like he's he's not in Joe's boat where he's making $30 million a year. Every dollar he makes is most likely accounted for in some way, shape or form. Like what I'm saying is I don't think he's a guy that has a hundred, you know, a couple hundred thousand expendable dollars. Or maybe he does, but he's like, this is going to weather the next couple of months. And then, you know. It's more what he was saying about like guys like Chris Rock are going to be taking the jobs he'd be doing. Because theaters will be out, but I mean, if the whole thing's out, then we're what back happens to, where we to people who are going to university? <laughs> I know that their classes are being put online, 
Do they get some sort of rebate or something? No. What are you, nuts? If you're still getting your education, why would you get a rebate? Well, because it's not the same education you agreed to pay for. It could revolutionize the education system just as it's going to revolutionize. They were talking about all those office jobs and businesses are going to say, we don't need any more. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if that's true, though. Like, yes, granted, some people are very uh, successful working from home. Some people need the stimulation and the movement and the, uh, you know what I mean? The eyes on them to be successful. Well, adapt or die. I mean, that's kind of the... That's kind of well, always been our motto, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, uh, that sucks for some people, but you know, working from home should be easier for you. You have the comforts of home there. You can shit in your own bathroom. You know, it's, it's on you to be able to get your work done. I mean, the one thing you said a couple of weeks ago, Matt, and it still sticks with me is that human beings are resilient and we will adapt to whatever we always have and we'll complain about shit, but eventually... No matter what it is that the future is, we'll just, it's what we're going to do. Yeah, I don't, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out, that's for damn sure. Uh, Kamar, you want to rate it? Please and thank you. Yeah, I give it a three. I like, I really like Greg Fitzsimmons. Okay, Simon? Give it a three and a half. All right, I like Greg too. I give it a two and a half. I just 20 times, like, I don't know. They always have the same conversation. It's, you know, he's a funny guy. He's a great guy. He's a great comedian. I've seen him live. I think he's on like four times a year now. Yeah, it's 20 nuts. times. That's a lot. Well, 20 times in 10 years is twice two a year. times a year. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. A year. yeah. It's, it's, that's about right. That's, yeah, that's about literally right. about yeah. right. Yeah. Also, he mentioned his new show is really good, The Sunday Papers. His co-host is hilarious. Mike Gibbons. Oh, you've listened to it? I listen to it all the time. On a side note, someone was telling me that Dave is one of the funniest television shows out right now. Dave, Dave. With Lil, is that the one about the hitman? Lil Dicky, yeah. Is that the hitman one? No, that's uh, no. Barry. Yeah, Barry, that's not good. No. What, what's Dave? It's about uh, Lil, it's pretty much about Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky and what is station is it on? HBO, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're shit out of luck. All right, yeah. well, let's move on to the uh, last one. Do you see that Sundance is now coming out with a uh, channel? They've had a channel forever, I think. Oh, have they? Yeah. It looks like they're getting some interesting shit on there. Oh. <laughs> All right, Simon, Eric Weinstein, what number? 1453. Probably the meat of the week. For me, it was Eric Weinstein... Like Ben Stein, that's how we're going to remember it for this episode. Ben Stein, Weinstein, and then that got me thinking: Did Ben Stein die? No, he's still alive. Yeah, I used to watch that show. I did too. Jimmy Kimmel. Than, Jimmy Kimmel was on that show. Yes, he was the sidekick. I used to watch that show more than any other show on television. I loved that show. I think it's why I'm good at trivia to this day. I think most of my information comes from Ben Stein. From Win Bueller. Ben, Win Ben Stein's money. Win Bueller. Ben Stein's money. It was like such a great premise for a show. And Jimmy Kimmel was hilarious on it. It was before he was famous. Yeah, he was incredible on that show. It was just a great little, he had to be clean-ish, you know? It's probably his springboard to get to the his own show. Yes, it was after the Man Show, I assume. Uh, no, it was before the Man Show or during. It was before same the time. Man Show. Same time. Same, same time. time. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that makes more sense. Do you know that he was a speechwriter for President Nixon and Ford? Yes. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, so I'll just get out with it. I think this may have been the best podcast of the year. Okay. And I wasn't a fan of Eric Weinstein before. I kind of, I don't know, whatever. But I subscribed to his podcast after this. So you're now a Portal member. The I portal a, he belittled. Can you believe it, Maddie? I am a portal member. Typical Simon. Yeah, typical Simon. Um, Kamar, 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 Kamar. I am not married to anything except my wife. I am happy to say when I am wrong, and I'm happy to change my views on many a things. All right, I'm going to start by saying this. I think the first half or the first two-thirds of this episode was on track for a five for me. Yes, agreed. The last 40 minutes were very tough, very tough to listen to. Agreed. What I did, though, after, though, Matt, was become a Portal member, and then I listened to the episode where he gives two hours to the same topic. Okay. It was just, it's all extremely interesting, and it was just too hard. He did a disservice trying to do it on the Rogan show like that. Okay, but he got me to become a portal member, so mission accomplished. You know. But wait, here's so let me get this straight because he said on this show, he said to Joe, "This is the first time I'm publicly letting this out." But you're saying that he let it out on the portal first. No, 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 no. What he said was, "This is the first time I'm letting it out," and then right after that, maybe the same day, he released an episode. Okay, gotcha. I think that morning he released his episode on the portal. Okay. Uh, excuse me, my voice fucking crazy. And um, the portal, <laughs> the portal, and then uh, yeah, and then Joe, uh, he did this on Joe. So that being said, Matt, if you have any interest in what he was talking about, I suggest you listen to that episode. I also suggest you listen to the episode that he does. He gives like an hour and ten minutes, just him by himself talking about Epstein. Very interesting. Well, Kamar, it was interesting because you spoke about his inter- his interview with Riley Reed, and he seemed to have a different um, viewpoint than maybe you had. Why? What did Kamar say? I don't remember. Well, no, Kamar said it was a very interesting chat, and like it seemed like Weinstein didn't get out of it what he wanted. Maybe. I got that. Well, vibe. yeah, he, he sort of goes into the hypothesis, and I think he was pleasantly surprised. One of the biggest things he drew out of it was the um, the amount of data that Pornhub has, just like Facebook or anything else. You yeah. know what I mean? Crazy. It's really honest about us, which we would not talk about in the open. Let me tell you something about Weinstein, though, uh, Matt, that I've learned just in the four, four, four episodes of The Portal that I've listened to. He is a very fucking peculiar guy. And he has all sorts of weird little like idiosyncrasies and he's just an, he's an odd, odd character. It doesn't come through on Rogan. He's so much weirder. He played the harmonica on Rogan. I I was fully aware of how weird. He's so so much weirder. Like, but it's, it's great. It's a great weird. I love it. Fair enough. Anyways, it's a radical, brilliant intellect. It's going to yes. have all. Sorts oh, he of he is a real Renaissance man. Like that's what that word is meant for. It was so but, interesting uh, when they were talking about the dancers. 
that's why he wants to. That, that's the stuff he loves. You know what I mean? The dancers. The I old, remember that old show dancing. Oh, he, he talked he had, about the the Nicholas Brothers, which was crazy yes, because Nicholas Brothers, the Fred Astaire, Cab Calloway. Dude, when I went to when I went to school in New York, one of my teachers made me as an extracurricular thing watch a four hour documentary on the Nicholas Brothers. So when he brought them up, it was insane because I was sitting there going, "Holy shit! I know exactly." You actually knew them. <laughs> I was like, "I know exactly who he's talking about." That's hilarious. Um, he made a very great point, which was in a time like this is when you can judge truly judge your leadership. And you can truly judge your country's infrastructure and all of those things that you take for granted. You, you know what I'm saying? Like now is the time. If you ever wanted to know something about Donald Trump or something about Justin Trudeau, now is where you're going to get the truest. Well, the best point he brought up, and I fully agree with it, I think they should all go. Well, Matt, to that point, I truly believe that he was advocating for some sort of like coup or a civil war or something. Well, I think that's what he's calling for. That's why he's radical. I think at this point, everyone in government in North America has proven that um, ineptitude. Well, just that the greater good that the government doesn't run the way it's supposed to, that it's not for the people. It's not run in a way that is what's up, Kamar. Except in this one situation, it seems like it's, if it wasn't for the people, the economy would be more important than quarantining. That's right. He does have a point there. So maybe we're seeing the only time It's the where, first time. The first time, yeah. I Unless mean, it's backed by nefarious means and intentions. Well, he even, <clears throat> sorry, go ahead, Maddie. No, I was just going to say, listen, we won't know for 10 years. In 10 years, if we find out that, oh, we... We printed, uh, you know, five trillion extra dollars, and three trillion of that managed to just vanish. Then, yeah, I'm gonna have a tough time sitting here saying, "Oh yeah, government was run perfectly, and they did all the right steps." Maybe they're maybe they're just keeping us at home so that they can easily so that they can steal money easier. I mean, I don't know. Well, he said he made a really good point, which was because our world is based on the economy then people who work for corporations that have shareholders will often have to do what's best for the shareholders at the detriment of what's best for the country they're from. Or the environment. And and that is fucking, I mean, that can lead to nothing but disaster. Yeah, well, I've said that from the beginning. I've said that on multiple episodes where the whole idea of being incorporated and having shareholders is is at the end of the day a problem because you care more about like you could be an investor. Here's a good example. You could invest heavily in a company that you don't know is owned by Amazon and you're thinking, well, I don't want to support Amazon. And then that company takes off and you're making all this money and you're happy because you're making money. But little do you know, you're supporting this massive conglomerate that's, that's actually holding you down in a way and not paying taxes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like the Seinfeld episode where Elaine doesn't want to shop at uh, Porto del Plata or whatever yeah. it's called. So she so goes, she goes and one. shops at uh, Mayan Village and they're both owned by the same woman. Yeah, exactly. That will become more hard and difficult as the future progresses. Well, after this, you're going to... Okay, my dad always said that during the toughest times, you shake the tree and the bad apples fall off. You know what I mean? The rotten fruit can't stay on during the windy storms. 
So, and, and it's not saying that these little businesses are rotten. I'm saying like, if you were just hanging on, of course, Kamar, there's no way you can survive, you know, to your point. So how we, that's how we started this podcast. Talking about yeah. That. Um, I, I just wanted to mention, I meant to say this before I heard this on a different podcast, but you know how they keep comparing this to the 1918 pandemic Spanish flu. Yeah. Yeah. So the 1918 pandemic was actually the 1918 to 1919 pandemic. Okay. Well, that would imply it was the 1918 pandemic. It lasted the whole year. That's without any I mean. technology, without any information. I'm just saying it, it was a it was a whole year. The thing it was a whole year. Well, we've already we've already granted this is going to be a year. I, I'm just saying it's. That's what to expect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it might be a little better because like you said, we have better infrastructure than they did in 1918. But for all we know, it's a worse fucking. Um, we also have way easier ways of spreading it now, though. That's right, Matt. You're absolutely correct. But we also have better ways of telling people about, you know, there's a lot of. Uh... Yeah, but hold on. See, this is the crux. <laughs> this is the biggest problem is that we also now live in a society where no one believes anything. <laughs> it's all a double-edged sword, Matt. The well, whole it is. thing like, is just a giant double-edged sword. Dude, everyone has their own opinion, and we we see it all the time. We've been doing this podcast for a year and a half, and I can't tell you how many of us even have just been like, well, I read that, but I feel this way, so I'm probably just going to stay with... Yeah, you know, I mean, it's listen, it's a scary time because there's there's a decent chunk of the population that just does not believe this shit. And the scary thing is maybe they're right, as much as I don't think they are. But even if they are right, Matt, even if they are right, the responsible... I know I, I'm repeating myself now, but the responsible thing to do is for the, the next little bit is to just... Even if you're a conspiracy guy, is to be conspiracy guy in your house. Like, Listen, I agree. I have a feeling that Eddie Bravo is locked down in his house with he his is. kids. Yeah. All of them are. I listen to a ton of podcasts. They're all doing them remotely. They're in their homes, locked down, saying maybe the government is fucking us. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. But they're not. They're hedging their bets. A stupid person would not hedge their bets at this point. And Matt, as a gambler, I know you understand that. I do. Simon, that's not... I, listen, all I'm saying is I think we'll... If they're right and this is nothing, then we have a much bigger... I think we might even have a bigger problem than if this thing right. does pop off. But there might be some good, Matt, in... Look, if we find out... If, if Kamar is right and we find out this is a sham... And it's tanked the economy, guaranteed there's going to be change. The people will revolt. And maybe that's what we needed all along. I like, wouldn't be so sure. I wouldn't listen, be so sure either. Kamar has, you wouldn't be so sure about what? That we would revolt. Revolt. I, I, I think, I don't know. I just feel like in the last year to the last four years, we've shown that we're pretty... We're pretty happy. We're pretty happy just being compliant. Yeah. If this, listen to me, I'll call my shot right now. If, if you are correct, Kamar, and this thing turns out to be a sham and it put all of these people's businesses under and their livelihoods under and costs people everything, 
there will be a fucking revolt. And that will not be good for the economy. Or, or it's what's needed. I'll play out my worst case scenario is that happens. We go, okay, we won't overreact like that again. And then another virus comes that does require us to quarantine, that does require us to socialize. And nobody believes it. And no one believes it. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Like we've taken a shot. We've taken a shot with this virus. Well, I truly hope that's not the case, Kamar. I hope that uh, I really, really do. Um, Yeah. So what was I going to say? I had something I wanted to say. Well, the biggest bombshell about this is his interview with his brother, which I told you guys about where he was cantankerous and unable to eat. You could not believe what an asshole he was to his brother. (laughs) But when you find out what it was revealing. Just to make him get that information out, which may be the most important information. The fact that his brother was sitting on it is like bonkers. Well, he's just a mild manner biologist. Well, again, that could change really all of science. Well, if all these mice are tainted, everything's out the window. The tests are fucked up. Yeah, the talamers. It was all about mice with elongated talamers. Anyways, my, in the lab. my my dad does a lot. He does a lot or he used to do a lot of work with mice. And I'm going to talk to him about it. My dad, by the way, in 2012 wrote this uh, article about H1N1 or whatever was going around at that time because he deals with stress. Yeah. And... Um, about how uh, people would cope with stress after a pandemic. Yeah. And now he was just, he had a whole government thing. They're all coming to him now because all these different embassies are so worried about the fallout to their people and how everybody's going to cope after. It's really interesting. Hmm. Anyways. Um, But yeah, I, I really got the feeling that he was like, Telling people they needed to revolt. <coughs> well, well, he wants to get rid of the leaders because he thinks it's complete incompetence. Yeah, complete incompetence. Yeah. You know what was so he, – he made a really interesting point. So every year the Jews are told the story of Passover, right? Yeah. It's like same story every year. And I remember as a kid, my dad would tell me it's literally the exact same story. And he would tell us every year at the Seder and it was so fucking boring. And you were just like enough already. We know, like we know what happened, you know, but they apparently, according to him, they did it for a reason. And that was because they wanted Jews to understand that you had to leave before the bread would rise. So get out while you could. Yeah. Because the ones that didn't died. Because the ones who didn't died, the ones who sat around and waited for the bread to rise, <laughs> suffered the fucking fates of the people who sat around and waited for the bread to rise. When it's time it, to go, it's time to go. It's a really interesting concept, man. And and it makes me wonder if that was like this purposeful, you know, hammering it makes you religious. In. Religious or practical. Like to me, the the I, I've always looked at religion as kind of why are they telling you to do these things? Why do they tell you not to eat pigs? Why do they tell you not to drink milk when you eat meat? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I don't think they were just fanciful choices they made. I think it all came from, obviously, from some sort of... Uh, Survival. The, the good, yeah. But even then, Simon, you brought up two minutes ago The Boy Who Cried Wolf, which is just a universal story that is hammered into your head forever as well, which is just simply yep. like, if someone burns you once, don't let them burn you again. I mean, it's, you know, there's a million stories that you're told throughout your life over and over what, hammered. What did, George, what did George Bush say? George Bush Jr.? Fool me once. Fool me once. Fool me once. Shame on you. Shame. No, he just said it like this. He goes, yeah, fool me once. Shame on. Shame on you. You fool me twice. You can't get fooled again. Yeah, you never fool me again. <laughs> People think he's a rocket scientist compared to Trump. He is. But let's get into the masks. Okay. The masks. That's the biggest thing. Well, that's what set him off. The fact that government officials oh, right. are telling people not to use masks, not because they would be a good precaution. I'm enraged. But because they want to free them up for the people who need them the most. Healthcare workers. Not only switch. not only that, but telling the healthcare workers and the prison guards and all of the people on the very front is lines not to wear them so they don't panic the populace makes me want to fucking pull out any remaining hair I have. Like this is fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean the whole idea of not crazy. The whole idea of not causing a panic is a very odd one to me. Cause like it seems like there are times where, you know, and I don't want to say we should panic, but where you should start to have a heightened sense of. We're in panic mode, motherfucker. Like, and all the you're information not going to panic possible. more by telling us to wrap a shirt around our mouth because it's going to help. Like the fact that they, you know, that they just came out just today or yesterday and, and the, the minister of health or whatever in Canada was like, you know, maybe it might be a good idea. You motherfucking Two months after fuckers. the fact. Dude, like, this is insane. This is insane. And this is where, and I'm guilty of this too. To I, I'm not saying I'm smarter than the average person at all. Because I did the same thing where I said, oh, they said we don't have to wear masks. I guess they're right. But if I had just used common sense, I would have known, of course you should be wearing a fucking mask. And don't let people make you feel stupid because brave new world, man. I mean, Sorry. listen, any, you know, those are all people that should lose their jobs. I'm not. And it's those not a, are people who should go to jail. And this man. isn't well, fine. But and this isn't like a bipartisan thing. I don't care which side of the table you're on. If that was your opinion pre this, then you're gone. If you are somehow involved in this. Like, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys have seen what's been going on with Dr. Drew. Have either of you seen that? No, tell me, because I hate yeah. him. Yeah, well, so, he's, he's been outed. Because Dr. Drew is obviously part of the Your Mom's House uh, podcast network. Yeah. So he was on, like, Honeydew or his podcast or whatever, one of those podcasts, like, a month ago, like, being like, this isn't a big deal. There's nothing to panic about. You don't need to be, like, just pretty much was wrong across the board. And then I guess he did a Reddit AMA the other day and was just getting fucking lambasted, just roasted. What are you writing down there, Simon? Well, I was just going to say, did you guys see that um, Instagram thing? It's a calendar. And then they put Trump in with a soundbite from everything he said on yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah, dude, that is fucking hilarious. I mean, it's sad, but it's they, hilarious. They even have Moochie doing that. 
Who is Moochie? The head guy who's saying everything. His a month ago was saying Moochie. Fucci, Fauci, 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 yeah. Fauci, Joey Diaz. Regardless, they have all these people saying a month ago, six weeks ago, nothing to worry about. It's a flu, some symptoms. It's just this. What is what? And I want to know: is that incompetence or was that deliberate? Now that I know about the masks, I'm like them sitting on their hands while they watch this go on in China. I thought that was. Them in the incompetence of government. Now I'm beginning to think a person who believes in conspiracies would think that they did that absolutely on fucking purpose. Well, that'd be irresponsible. But just look at the progress of this virus. Three weeks ago, it was, oh, it's on surfaces, don't touch surfaces, three days. Then all of a sudden, it's 14 days it can stick around. Then all of a sudden, it's aerosolized. Then all of a sudden, you can get it from someone talking to you. They don't yeah, know anything. Next thing we know, it's going to be zombie bites. You can only the hope. only way you're going to be able to save yourself is to fuck your dog. Uh, I feel bad for Chico. Nothing. <laughs> okay, ins insert laughter there. I said I feel bad for Chico then. You missed mine. I'm trying to work with you here, buddy. Yes, um, yes, and? Yes, and, yeah. Uh, but do chicks have to get fucked by a dog? I don't. That's a very good question, Kamar. Yeah, I guess so. They can't just fuck it with a strap on and get the cure. He rapes, but he saves. Yeah, that's right, Matt. He rapes, but he saves. But he has to rape, <laughs> but he saves. <laughs> <laughs> so he brought it up um, about wrestling and kayfab. Uh, I listened to that thing. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing premise, and, and we'll never uh, give it justice. You know how um, wrestling's not real, but it's real? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that's what we're seeing about society right now. Well, this is his point. You obviously listened to that episode of The Portal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's his stance exactly, Kamar. Like, what are, we, what are we doing? What is our life really about? And what's, what's absolutely amazing is that, so this guy had this theory. And then Trump actually comes from wrestling. Like, it's insane. It's, it's, it's insane. Well, to say he comes from wrestling, it's a bit convoluted. He comes from a lot of things. He did. A I, I'm sorry. He had a tie in to, yes. he actually yeah, yeah. had a tie in I, I to yeah. professional wrestling. Something I learned that I didn't know was that um, Jim McMahon, is that his name? Jim McMahon? Ed. It's huh? not, no, no, no. He's talking about, you're talking about Vince McMahon. Vince, Vince. Vince. Sorry. <laughs> shit. I knew Jim was wrong. Jim is the preacher. Ed is dead. And Ed McMahon is uh, the old yes. cohort Vince of McMahon. what's his name. Yes. Vince he McMahon broke, owns the WWE. Yeah. He broke the fourth wall the, or the third wall, whatever it was, to admit that wrestling was fake so they could get out of paying the taxes, the sports taxes. Yeah. He's really a brilliant, brilliant guy, man. Dude, he is. But a, it is real. Well, it's real in the sense that people definitely get fucking hurt. What's it's amazing not easy. is he made himself like the greatest bad guy that has ever been seen in the WWF or E. Yeah. Himself. Yeah, the biggest heel. Yeah. He is the biggest heel and he wrestled like he's he is a fucking brilliant dude as far as like entertainment goes. Both his kids were deep in it too. And don't forget his dad started. His dad was the one that amalgamated all the smaller. His dad was like, yeah, grassroots wrestling. Yeah. Um, 
he must be taking a big hit with the XFL right now. He was just getting that started. No, well, that's one of those businesses that. Yeah. Well, they also did. They also out. did WrestleMania on uh, yesterday with no crowd. So that's interesting how they tested all those athletes. Oh yeah, that's right. They did do that, eh, Matt? They did. Yeah. Did you watch that? No, no. I just happened to be at 4 a.m. last night. I was on a four-way chat with three wildly drunk people, um, and one of them was mentioning it. You were playing video games? No, no, no. I got a. Oh. I got invited to an Instagram chat with uh, two DJ buddies and another guy, and they were all drinking Jameson, like shot for shot on the chat, and it was it got ugly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's how that usually goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, Kamar. Sir. Jocko for VP. I mean, you might uh, not, not be so far off. Secretary of Defense, but yep. Oh, I, yeah, whatever. Sorry. So let's talk about that. They mentioned who they both said right away that they would, if it were up to them, Tulsi would be in. Yeah. Kamar, what are you watching? Nothing. Oh, are you? Okay. So my question to you guys is... Eye contact. My question to you guys is, does this... Do you think it's too late? Or does this change the upcoming U.S. presidential election? Like, could Tulsi get back in at this point? I I, I believe she can. She's not out. She hasn't said she's done. But but the DNC has to put her in, and we know that's never going to happen. So, but you can run as an independent. That's what I was going to say. She could run as an independent, but I mean, she knows she's just siphoning votes from the DNC at that point. Yeah, no, I don't like uh, my question. My question more was my question more was: Do you think she could siphon enough votes from both sides now, given the current climate? I don't. I wish that was the case, Matt, but I don't think that. I don't Fair think enough. this changes the the general intelligence of the people voting. Like, yeah, but if it, that was. I think someone told you six months ago everything's gonna be shut down. No one's gonna be going to work. You would. I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't believe it. And if you told me that Tulsi was gonna be president, I wouldn't believe it. So listen, Kamar, anything can happen. You're absolutely right. And well, Bernie's just been exposed as a bitch. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bernie is uh, he's he's a done deal. So but that's not- what I mean. So Biden's going through and we all know that he can't do it. So there's got to be an alternative plan and whatever that alternative plan is, I'd be scared to death of frankly. What, Matt? No, no, I was just going to say real quick. I think it's slightly unfair of you to characterize anyone that voted for Trump as an idiot. I didn't do that, did I? Well, you just said I you I guess you implied it. I felt like you implied it. Maybe you didn't. My apologies. No, I, I'm not saying I would have voted for Trump over whoever the DNC was running to. I'm saying if you had a choice between Trump and Tulsi, I truly believe that the, the smarter decision there is Tulsi. Like, so if, if that, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah, saying yeah. if you voted for Trump, you're yeah, stupid. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I'm saying if you have the choice between Trump and Tulsi, the smart choice is on Tulsi. Well, and then he brought up that this would be that currently running is the oldest uh it's the oldest uh group of people running for president ever in the history of the country 70 plus which is insane that seems like would you wrong would you well just let i'll ask you guys right now would you want a 75 year old making all your decisions for you but the meat for them you know who i 
uh, I don't actually, I, you know what? My dad is 70. I trust him more than I trust anybody else. Yeah, I would. You'd want him making all of your decisions for you over you or over. Uh, well, no, but like if I had to choose between Kamar making all my decisions or like a 45 year old or. But fine. How about a 45 year old who had gone to Harvard for law or you know what I mean? Like a, I don't know. Or an Eric Weinstein. I just don't think that like, look, 80 is too old. Biden is too old, but I don't think 70 is too old. I think 70 is the new 60, Maddie. Listen, if most people are retired at 65, you don't think it's a bit crazy? To- they aren't, though. That's an old, old stat. All right, fine. But they should yeah. be, but because uh, run the economy into the ground, people Come have to keep on working. Come on, we're losing you over there, buddy. Yeah, I can't hear you at all. You're cutting up like crazy. They, they should be. Everyone should be retiring, but the economy is so fucked, people have to work. Yeah. That is true. Um, he said somebody who is a mark is someone who doesn't know they're being conned, but a smark is someone who knows they're being conned, but plays along with it. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, but I didn't get that. Why would you want to play along with it? Was it, because the, is it the longer con? Is that it? No, it's in your best. It's in your it's best for you to play along with the con. Hmm. You know what I'm saying, Maddie? There's something for you to be gained by letting this con go on. Maybe you're getting rich from it. Maybe you're safe from it. Maybe whatever the case is. Sounds like prison logic. It, it very much is. I think. Think about, I mean, I guess all of us are kind of smarks because we let the government do exactly what they do as we watch them in order for us to live our lives the way we live them. Actually, we're all smarks. But we're pressured by our peers. We just don't do it. You know what I mean? I make decisions because of how you guys think about it or it affects you. Well, and you also make decisions because you want money and you do things because you want love. And it's not just because of your peers. Oh, that, oh, there's a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got here? So... Where they started differing in opinion was with the woman who put the hole in her head. Yeah. Yeah. Because she wanted to let her brain grow because your brain is always expanding or whatever. And that brought us back to that. It was almost the exact same conversation we had the other day where, where I asked you guys, can you still believe in what somebody is saying if they've done something that you totally don't believe in? And my contention was that, yes, I can. And I think that's just another reason why I respect um, Weinstein because he sticks to his convictions. He wasn't going to let Joe bully him into this woman as a quack because she put a hole in her head. I mean, Are you maybe trying to she say is going to drill a hole in your head. Absolutely not. Listen, Tesla was in love with a pigeon. Doesn't mean that the things he did didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like exactly my point. And I feel like Joe, especially. <laughs> gets too stuck sometimes on what somebody has done as opposed to maybe what they think. Sure. Yeah, I could say that. I'm surprised you're saying something negative about Joe. That's not, uh... it's, it's not negative. Like, I I mean, I think Joe too, (laughs) listen, I heard a very interesting, um, people talking about him, Sam Tripoli actually standing up for Joe the other day on a different podcast, but just about how Joe, 
and you say it all the time, Matt, you know, when this thing started making real money and started being like a real thing, he had to make a decision, you know, kind of what, what lines he was willing to cross and which ones he wasn't, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you always have to make a... Which is why his new thing of a conspiracy-minded person would say this is so fucking brilliant. Yeah, because it's it's his conspiracy mind saying it. <laughs> right. He's that person. Yeah. He just never names himself. Yeah. Matt, it's like the out of all outs. Yeah, yeah. No, with I'm all with due you. respect, you're a real piece of shit. Yeah. I am too, a real piece of shit. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Oh, right. Okay, so uh, he's he talked about animals fucking. I mean, this guy was so close to my heart. It was unbelievable. So animals fighting and fucking. That is a television show right there. Would that be the name and, of it? Animals no, fighting and fucking? Thank, oh, okay. thank you, Matt. That's the name of it if we do it online. If it goes mainstream, it would be called Love and War. How about animal... <laughs> <laughs> Love and War. How about animal F and F? Sure, man. I'm, I'm willing to work on it. I'm not okay. married to anything. Okay. How Listen, sound was his logic for getting rid of bed bugs? Amazing. Well, that's what I was going to talk about. He talked about the flatworm penis fighting. And that's so too ambiguous. Uh, that's not the right word. Two worms without a sex fight. The winner fucks the other into being a female. A brutal existence. It's called traumatic insemination. And, what, and then the bed bugs was even worse than that because the woman bed bug, the, the woman bed bug, the female bed bug has no vaginal canal. Vaginal. So in order for the male bed bug to inseminate it, it literally has to break through her thorax. What was it called again? Traumatic insemination? That's correct. Traumatic that's what, insemination. That's what I've always called sex. Well, that's what Mary calls sex. <laughs> exactly. Sure. That was my point. <laughs> so now that we've... Um, Everyone a, who's ever fucked Kamar. Yeah. Sorry, Kamar. <laughs> now that we've nipped a butt in the Me Too movement, um, that's what the feminists should be fighting for. The not eradication their, of bed bugs. Not getting their thoraxes broken open? Exactly. It could be worse, ladies. Is yeah. that what you're saying, Kamar? They've got to stand together. At, le at least we didn't You fuck. had to rape. What is it, Matt? He rapes, but he saves. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> he has to rape, but he saves. Dude, it's all about perspective, yeah. right? Like we're all stuck inside, but at least you're not a fucking bed bug. There you go. Could be worse. Well, you could be stuck inside with bed bugs. Oh, Kamar. Yes, Kamar. That would be the fucking worst. And you can't even get an exterminator. Um, his quote, though, uh, we are now gods, but for the wisdom really is... An Hold on, is that his quote. quote though? Honestly, that is his quote. That was the best interaction when Joe was, was like, so, who, "Who said that?" Was, was Joe playing along, Kamar, or was that? I, I, was I'm that, not sure. Call him A, call him B. Yeah, but this is my thing: is I'm certain Joe said that because he had read it somewhere. What? Well, no, do you he really, heard it on do his you podcast. Really, do you really think that Weinstein, the smartest guy that any of us have ever heard, would make the mistake of saying he quoted somebody? It, it was him. It was him. But he got it like out of the ether in a conversation with Joe. Oh, he did? It wasn't even like something he had locked and loaded? No. Oh, my That's God. This guy is fucking brilliant. 
And it's the best of Joe saying, I just thought about that the other day. Who said that? I did. Yeah, that's when? right. On the show. Right. What episode? <laughs> then when he did that, I think he was trying to ham it up. But so so let's just we'll just breeze over a minute from from 40 minutes left on. Cause that's when things get kind of screwy, you know what I mean? He starts talking about the source code and all of that jazz. Well, what's screwy I mean, is he wants to get off the planet. Well, that's what I was going to say. Let's just get to the bread and butter of this thing. He thinks that whatever this source code is, is going to give us, uh, as far as I can gather from listening to both podcasts now, he never actually says the word, but I think he means that it's going to open a portal that we can then leave the planet through. Yes. So whatever that code is that he's talking about is a, let's call it a recipe to open a rift in time. That's what I think. I, I could be totally wrong. Well, he's saying physics stopped in the 1970s. That's right. And he's picking up where it left off, so why not? That's he right. He knows more than I do. So, and basically, what, what did he say to Joe? He said, we're the AI... And this source code will give us awareness for the first time that we are actually the AI. And once that happens, that kind of cracks the simulation. Yeah, see, that's where it all fucked my mind. And I'm a believer. Well, well just hear, hear me out, Maddie. So you're a simulation guy, right? Sure, yeah. So what he's pretty much saying is... I'm going to give you the directions, like that guy who's giving the directions to make the ventilator. I'm giving you the directions to become self-aware, to, to show you that you live in a simulation. At the same time, I, I think he's saying that you can then go away. God's with the wisdom. Yeah, yeah kind of, exactly. I, that's that. I mean, uh, yeah, that's... I know this is where everybody it's going to lose everybody. This is where it's going to lose Joe. Joe can't listen to this episode. Of but he's the saying portal, the importance you know? of him is getting this information out to as many people as possible to collaborate yes. on this because he can't do it by himself. Yes, absolutely, Kamar. Um, and what I actually think he's doing, and this is only my personal opinion, I think that this brilliant man started this podcast called The Portal as an interview show, not to interview people like Joe does, but to interview people who are going to be able to come on his arc. He's picking the greatest minds, the people who are worthy, who are going to get the source code. And obviously, he's need to have Riley Reed there as well. <laughs> I was just, thank you, Kamar, you beat me to he's it. He's interviewing Riley Reed. To see if whatever her alter ego was was worthy of getting on the ark. I think he discovered it was. Fair enough. But that's that. Uh, again, I am reading so far into this thing, but it's that's all, my, it's that's all my difficult to swallow. Consider you ridiculed this for months, as I pleaded and tried to tell you to give it a chance. I will give you a chance, though. Kamar, that's why I love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. And I'm just a um, piece of shit over here. Well, you're um, going to start. Matt. Join the portal, Matt. Uh, yeah, maybe I will. I got a lot of time on my hands. Um, so, so don't listen to the Werner Herzog one. Are we done Whoa. then? <laughs> Is that Do it? you want to be done? I got a little bit more. Well, no, go ahead. I was asking you. 
Um, he was saying, well, just to Kamar's point, that since the 70s, scientific um, progress has been at a total halt, which is totally against every other scientist who comes on this show. And that's why he's in these fights with people like Sean Carroll's wife or whoever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Because explain he's to saying, me, explain to me how technology has continued on and science has has come to a halt. I how, feel it's how like does the that Egyptologists. Work? You feel like it's like the Egyptologists, but how? Like the I guys just, are holding on to the old knowledge, and guys like Graham Hancock are trying to suggest new ideas and new theories. Well, and the problem too, Matt, is because kind of like how Joe used to talk about comedy being a dog-eat-dog kind of world because there were so few places to make it. It's the same in science. Like, these guys are all fighting over this precious dollar of funding that none of them would ever share their information for the greater good to get science further because they're all so starved, you okay, know? It's this stop. Like, starvation listen. mentality. Okay, but he's wrong because we've made medical leaps, right? And that involves science, does it not? So you're telling me that in 50 years, we have not advanced using science? In physics, I physics. Physics, yeah. Okay, but well, physics I think is with, different. You said with science. Well, I think with science, it's how much further could we have advanced? How stalled has it been because of this famine mentality? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's a good point. Uh, not to pat myself on the back, but like... I mean, it's his point. It's not my point. What am I talking about? Well, I just don't know that, like, again, I don't know enough about physics to know whether he is right that in the last 50 years they haven't made any... Well, we know that, like, uh, string theory and all of that is so frustrating for these guys because they never get anywhere. Like, since the Higgs boson... But or the, then, uh, right there, the but, uh, God particle, right? Yeah, yeah but, but I don't even, like, I don't know. I, I can't even talk about this. I'm so stupid when it comes to physics. I would just be spitting so much shit out my ass. It's not even worth it. Yes, as would I, as would I. The debate must be required with him and the people that can, though. But what he, yeah, what he did say was that when resources become scarce, people could become psychopaths. That was the... um example he gave of science right like but that's true to everything when you think about it when food becomes scarce people are going to become psychopathic about needing food you know it's just that's human nature well like i said we're most likely about to find out and if if um if we real if we want real progress you can't starve the people who are trying to push that progress forward and starve intellectually, you know, not or or monetarily. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but I I, I, I think none of us know enough about this or it's physics or the money around it or the people in it to be commenting on whether this guy's right, wrong, batshit crazy. Like, no, I don't for know. For sure. But All I know, so well-rounded and so interested in so many things makes you want to feel he's right. And let of me course. tell you, the circle that he runs with, the people who call this guy friends and who respect him are people that you respect, Matt. Yeah, I realize that. I, listen, I'm... The Sam Harris's of the world. Listen, the, I'm playing Diablo Avocado. Our job here is to dissect and to... Yeah, you know, no, no, fair, fair enough. Listen, I, I bought in hook, line, and sinker. You don't need to... Uh, 
I'm probably the wrong guy to uh, to try and switch at this point. Well, I'm not even trying to switch anyone. I like I said this was a great episode. I just I don't know. Some of this guy's shit is just so fucking far out there that for sure. And and to me, I find him so brave for coming and doing it and saying it because it is so far out there. You know, sure. Like he's so right to be ridiculed. Oh, dude! Like, and he knows that. He knows he's going to be ridiculed. Yeah. Yeah. He knows it, and he's still doing it. And, and and you know what? Maybe he turns out to be an absolute crackpot. That's possible. But that maybe, maybe, maybe we're fucking portaling. Maybe. It's just, uh, it's a little hard when he calls it a thousand-year plan. Yeah. Except that he said he's revealing the code very shortly, so... Still, even if they figured that out, you got to figure out the equipment, the machinery to where you're going, what you're going right. to use. Yeah, of where you're even getting to, Kamar. Of where you're even getting to, what'll be there when you get there. Yeah, this is all amazing. I it's the most that. exciting thing going on. <laughs> it's the most exciting thing possibly going on. If well, if you if you want to take your mind off Corona, I suggest you give this fucking brain shit, this brain fuck a try. It's more exciting than the next phone that's going to come out, regardless of the camera. <laughs> All right. Well, now are we done? We're done. All right. Well, uh, we'll let Simon rate it first. Excuse me. I give it. I give it a four point five. That's probably your highest rating ever. Well, that's it. Deserves my highest rating ever. All right, Kamar. I too give it a four point five. I'm going to give it a four. Just because, I don't think I've... Sorry, go ahead. No, just because the last 40 minutes were a bit tough to... Uh, yeah. Too no, no, and, and, for and, you. And for for everybody, I agree, Matt. Like, it, that last part, he does no service to what he's actually trying to say. But if you're willing to give him another chance... Who's got the I birds? Think well Who's got the birds while? in the background? It's, it's the Cardinals, baby. Jesus Christ. Plus, it's one you, thing with you want him me to close to get... the window? No, it's fine. We're done anyway. It's one thing with him trying to get it out with Joe interrupting him. Another thing with him just getting it out. That's right. Yeah. And, and listen, even when you listen to him get it out, some of it still seems batshit crazy. You know what I mean? But I don't think I've ever been more affected by an episode of Joe Rogan before. Okay. So crazy, it just might work. You've never- and maybe that's because I'm cooped up, and maybe that's because I'm looking for something good, or who knows, man. There are a lot of variables that are going on in the world of Simon, but this one really felt like it fucking touched me personally. Simon, I also think it's that we hadn't had anyone in studio for two weeks of real substance. Maybe. Who wasn't a comedian. That's what I'm saying. Not to take away from the people that were in. I'm just saying it was all Corona talk for the last two weeks with comedians. And now he has this guy in and they go on this wild trip and talk about all but sorts of left wing, not left wing, but like out of left of field air. shit. Yeah. You know what it was, though, is that the last time I listened to him, I remember the first third of it was or the first two thirds was great. And then it went bonkers and i remember thinking oh this guy's kind of crazy mm-hmm. and this time i just think in where i am in my life i'm so much more prepared for the crazy that i i was able to handle it more gotcha absorb it it much more. more crazy than this that's it man portals baby portals 
All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We apologize for the quarantined uh, three-way. Uh, it is what it is for now. We're going to try. Well, you know what I mean. Well, how many quarantine three-ways are going on? Lots. Tamar. <laughs> in a dry spell, that was, boys. That was pre-quarantine. Oh, sorry. Lies, Kamara. Was... We all know that's lies. Um, that being said, uh, if you guys do want to email us, we have an email. It's jreepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, you want to reach out, do so. Uh, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both jreepodcast. You can follow Simon on Instagram. Uh, Bigfoot Sighting Society. I'll post that um, COVID demon. Uh, you can follow Kamar on Instagram. Uh, Kamar Babar, Instagram and Twitter. For your local Ottawa weather, if that's <laughs> your thing. And, Super important right now. Yeah, and you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D with five E's. Um, I guess I also have a Twitch. It's the Floydy. I got to keep, I got to remember to fucking actually hit that button. Um, <clears throat> and then what else is there? Oh, the Reddit and the Patreon. We have a subreddit. It's... Uh, reddit.com slash jree podcast and of course the patreon where you can support the show it's patreon.com slash jree podcast and if you're listening to this um we're gonna give alpha bearing a try yeah that too but no i was gonna say uh for the next i guess 30 some odd days every day you're gonna get an episode of this won't age well it's just our gift to you guys we know you're cooped up at home so we thought we'd give you some content. So expect uh, an episode every day for the next 30 days. And the only reason it's for the next 30 days is because at that point we will run out of episodes to give you. So uh, we apologize. Uh, but do go to alphabrain or onit.com slash jree and uh, try your alphabrain subscription uh, or trial for free. You just got to pay the shipping. There's a full money back guarantee. Thank you to onit. Uh, thank you to Simon and uh, Kamar. Love you guys. Thanks for. Uh, thanks, yeah, for- thanks Maddie. Thank and, you for everything uh, you do, Maddie. Thank you to the listeners. We love you guys. We hope you guys are safe. We hope you're staying at home. Um, whether you believe this thing or not, you're probably just best erring on the side of caution. And uh, if history is not on my side, well, I apologize. I hope you, you have don't a great. Need to apologize. Yeah, I don't. I know. I hope you have a great week, weekend, and uh, we'll see you guys in the post show. Eyes open, mouth closed, people. 